Good evening. Welcome to the show. I'm Joey T and this is <laughs> Greg Dolphin. How are we doing? How are you doing, man? You're right. All good, all good, brother. We've got a hell of a show. Yeah, we've got a big one lined up today. Uh good evening, everybody. I see we've got hundred people in the YouTube already. The chat's absolutely fucking exploding. So holla. Um holla. holla. Um if you're watching over at um Facebook, get over to YouTube now. The best quality stream there, best audio, best chat, everything. Get over there, guys. It's really the place to be. So we've got a big show today. Um We've got three legends of the UK scene joining us. Uh, they're just doing their makeup at the moment. So we'll four, four, Jeff. Uh, four, Joe. Why? Who's the fourth one? I didn't know about a fourth one. Oh, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. Cheers, mate. Uh, cheers. Um, I'm breaking my sobriety today for the show. So cheers. Cheers, cheers bro. Don't leave me hanging. Cheers. Um, okay. So we've got. Scorpio, producer, ribs on. We're going to talk about the history of UK hardcore techno from 1989 through to present day. We've got thousands of flyers to go through, loads of music to go through, loads of embarrassing stories and shit. So without further ado, let's bring the guys in. Hey, easy now. Ooh. How are you doing, guys? Sup, internet. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, good man. How you doing? How you doing, Simon? You're right. Hello, world. How are you? Simon, you're muted, mate. I can't hear you. Mutant. Mutant, yeah, mate. Uh, Come mutant on. Microphones. Yeah, sorry. Evening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, start already. Oh. Yeah, man. All right, Sean, how are you doing, man? Uh, all good, thank you. All good, good. Just uh, yeah. getting over the nerves, but we're cool. Oh, don't worry about nerves. We're on the show. It's fine. Everything's going to be great. It's like chatting shit in the back room at North. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you can hear it. So I'm just going to give some ch shouts in the chat. I see there's loads of people, so I don't think I'm going to nail everybody. So uh, shout to Cam, obviously, Easy, Antones, Jay Trusted, Dean Devastator, Estia, Kim Chiotto, Mike Tolan, Gerda Zin, Gemma, Necrokick, Devastator. Winnie, Bonesy. Bonesy's in. Yeah, all the Bowie's in. Everyone's in. All crew. All crew in the house. So before we move forward, I guess we should do some how are you doing and what have you been doing? So we'll start with you, Simon. What, what's going down in your world at the moment? Um, still surviving lockdown, really, but worked all the way through. Um, yeah, it's been uh, been a bit of a culture shock for all of us, I think. You know, I'm, I'm quite lucky I've got a job, really, and not had to worry, like, like Lucas mainly and, and and Greg, you know, I know you're still working, but you know, I can't I can't even imagine what the last year's been like for them. Not so, yeah, you know, a bit weird, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. bookings are starting to pick up again, so bookings are starting <coughs> yeah. coming again. So Ho hopefully, it's uh, it's a case of you know, get back on with it now and no no like uh, backward steps. Hopefully, they got it right this time. Yeah, man, Luke, what's going down with you? Everything, <laughs> everything. Always, all the time, all of it. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I've not left the internet alone. I got a job as a radio DJ employed by Prospect because that's just how it is. <laughs> it's weird. I should be looking forwards. I'm looking to the left because I'm looking at myself on the monitor. So maybe I should just get rid of that out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just uh, 
still being the DJ producer, and thank God I was like properly self-employed and kept my shit together because at least the government have kept me alive. I fucking hate them, but whatever. But here I am still doing it, and I'm still going to do it, and I'm a 30-year practitioner. I'm not going to change my fucking job for no one or nothing because it's all I can do, okay? So that's what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> all right, Sean, how are you doing? <laughs> um, good, thank you. Um been DJing quite a lot online. Um, still buying tunes. Down on my techno still. I've been, been buying tunes. I've been playing a lot on Love Summer Radio for Dark Nights. Uh, and just generally, I mean, the thing is, I, I work from home anyway. Do you know what I mean? So when the whole thing kind of happened, it didn't really disrupt me as such. So life goes on. But um, but yeah, it's, it'll be, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I'm glad to be here. Uh, glad to see you guys in the chat room. Isn't it? Humans. Hi, humans. How's it going? Yeah, totally awesome. Exactly. Yeah, so thanks, for having, thanks for having us. Like totally it. awesome. No problem. It's my pleasure. Um, can I get, just get a quick microphone check off the chat, please? Because I've got somebody messaging me saying that I'm really quiet and everybody else is really loud. So could could you let me know in the chat what it's like? Oh, no, by the way, I've got I've improved the chat, so the latency between us and you should be just a few seconds. So well, that'd be handy. I'm super quiet, apparently. So I'm going to turn myself up. That's a good thing, right? Shut up, Gregory. <laughs> right. Is that better? Luke's way too loud, apparently. Can you turn yourself down a little bit, Luke? Is that, is that my, uh, there we go. Right, see, I did say earlier, guys. I was like, guys, am I, am I really loud? No one turns Luke down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so is that a little? No, is that a little less? A little bit less. A little bit less. More. More less. Fucking. Don't less. touch my fucking mixer. <laughs> In it. I'm gonna hear myself in a minute. Uh, is that better? Yeah, I think. One so. two one two. Less edgy. Still loud. Still loud. So I lean back a bit. <laughs> Oh, now you now, now, you're, now you're really loud. In my See, if I just sit back like this, then that's kind of is that copable with. Can you you'll last, with you'll last like that for about thirty seconds before you. If move. I turn it any more down, I'll just be muted, and there's no yeah, point. That's better, right? I think we're sorted now. Right, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna run through what we're gonna do in the show. So, I I set this show up thinking it was a really cool idea, and I'm sure it is a really cool idea, but. <laughs> I didn't realize the amount of work that I let myself in for because I decided that I was going to try and get all of the flyers and as much content as I could from all of everything. And what started off as a little idea turned into like a monster. So what we're going to do today is we're going to cover the history of hardcore techno. And we're going to go through from 1989 to present day in, I think, four or five main chunks. So we're going to talk about the beginnings, 1989 through to 1993. Then we're going to talk about what I consider to be the golden years, 1994 through to 1998. Then we've got the millennial dickheads that came in, like me, um, who was <laughs> the third generation, if you like. Um, and then we've got a fourth uh, from 2004 through to 2009, and then 2010 to present day. Um I've tried to gather as much info as I can to support our conversations. If I've missed anything, I'm sorry, guys. I couldn't do any fucking more on this. So apologies in advance if anybody's flyers aren't featured, whatever. Be honest, I'll be honest, mate. You've probably done too much, to be fair. There's just so much to troll through. Let's just, well, uh, yeah. You're going to be still be here at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, isn't it, Greg? That's if, what I thought. If, if, if you said you created a monster, man. I, yeah. I think 
you know, if we can't get through it. We'll have to cut it and we'll go for a second show in it. So whatever. <laughs> nah, right. just get the berries out about midnight. <laughs> 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 uh, right so don't forget to like the stream and please guys share the stream if you can um i'm actually going to do a competition in the middle of the show for some tickets so uh, keep your eye out for that but while we're here right now if you could take the time to share the stream on your social medias get as many people in here as you can that would be awesome and drop us a like and a subscribe on our youtube all right so let's get started shall we um i guess we should start with the beginnings 1989 through to 1993 um got this this is the biggest chunk that we have actually <laughs> we're talking uh your guys beginnings uh so we're talking universe for you luke uh we're talking Xenos, uh, Xenos, uh, sorry, and Omnitech. Uh, who's who wants to start here? Because I think Skelter actually started, <laughs> and, and Revelation started in eighty nine, but Universe also started in eighty nine, and so did Xenos. So I guess, I guess, I guess it's you, Sean. I guess Xenos uh, eighty nine. Yeah, I guess, I guess it is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Um, Zena's days. Uh, well, actually, before I started, we start, let's, let's, moved... sorry, sorry to jump over you. Before yeah. we start, let, can you three guys just, just just paint the picture here where we are in '89? What's happening with music? Because we're going to talk about the start of hardcore techno, but we're coming out of the rave scene, the house scene, etc. Can we paint the picture? Acid, of acid what, house. Yeah, acid can, house. Can we can we paint the paint the picture of what things are like right now? <laughs> uh, well. Who wants to take this then? Let Sean take this because he's got a better historical standpoint. I mean, that's what we all have. But, but yeah, you say you're, if you're going to say, like you say, you're starting with '89 and what was like more, you know, because yeah, well, my first big raves, although apart from being in London, like the first eye openers I had were down in Plymouth, yeah. where Sean was, and that was I wouldn't say that was that was probably the beginning of 1990, maybe or yeah, mid 1990. Yeah. Yeah, We'd already like, like about 1990. Yeah, uh, basically, I I got introduced to you. Um, it was after my Xenos days. It was like the tail end because um, we basically, my, my, my old DJ partner, uh, Simon De Bruin, we were part of the SAS and we used to play at Xenos. Now, it's quite interesting because when I was thinking about the memories about it, it seemed like I did that for years. Do you know what I mean? But it wasn't years at all. It was literally one year. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was so intense. Um, every week. Or every yeah, other. every week. Every week. Every Friday, Saturday it was. Um, for a whole year um, and then we graduated out of there and music started changing a lot more UK influence and we got offered the warehouse um, and at that point I, I, mean, I, I was into I'm into my rave and my acid house but I'm into more of that Joey Belgium that Belgium sounds a bit harder um, and a bit more driving and it does a lot more we didn't really we couldn't really get hold of the brakes down there at that point, do you know what I mean? To like what London and stuff had, so we were dealing with like the four four Belgium sound, and uh, I got got given the warehouse, and so we decided to put on some parties in there, and um, and we opened, kind of opened the doors. We kind of then kind of got had the budget to get people like Frank the Wolf and Joey Belcham in, 
uh, and because of the, the the scale of the parties, I mean, this one here, as you can see, this is one that where I, where I'd asked, I'd met Luke um, at the um, at the uh, Joey Beltram night, and so I set this other night up and booked Luke to do it um, with along with Simon Scorch. Uh, and we had Richard Aphex on there. That's actually the Aphex twin from Nuki. You know what I mean? So that's before. Fucking hell, nice. And we got yeah, my, 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 my first gig in Plymouth was with this kooky dude who looked really spooky and didn't speak to anyone who played before me. And I'd never heard music like it. No. And that was, and that was DJ Aphex twin. What, a, what an opening. It's like, oh, yeah. Wow. He went in there. He went in there with something like 165 BPM and we were playing 125. There you go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That was our standard, and he came in and did that, and we were like, "What the fuck?" Um, uh, oh, so man. that's how I got to meet Luke, and I met Simon uh, a long, long time before that because um, that was I, I started putting on parties. Yeah, I started putting on parties in Plymouth, uh, and this woman called Sorrel, who worked in H and B, told me about this guy in Torquay called Simon, um, who was doing a similar kind of thing. So we kind of hooked up. Uh, and started doing club swaps. So I'd get Simon over to play at my clubs and, and vice versa. Uh, and we've just known each other ever since, really. Um, oh, and then from doing those parties uh, on a regular basis, because we were entrenched in it, um, when Universe started scouting around, because they were doing a party outside of Bath, and they started basically scouting around the southwest of the UK for, for people who were doing a similar kind of thing, Myself and uh, I'm in the Brewing SAS um, got booked, and then from then onwards, it's just from then onwards, it was just <laughs> just how we just, just just we just carried on working for him. That that was uh, your in, yeah, properly in, um, yeah. So that 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 is that That's is the start. There's a lot. There's a lot more to that. There's a lot more we to are, that Plymouth story. I, yeah, let me just I'll interject because yeah, you know, I I come from. I'm originally come from sort of Shepton Mallet next to Glastonbury and I went to college in a place called Street where I met a very dear friend of mine, lifelong friend called Dave, Mr. D. Dave Pardew, he's the first guy I ever saw with a pair of Technics and he was the guy in Glastonbury who put those first parties that I played at at a place called the Assembly Rooms. He just wanted to do it because he knew about the acid house scene. I was still a b-boy man. I was like <laughs> hardcore hip-hop. I didn't give a fuck about house music then. But he had a pair of Technics. And to a hardcore hip hop guy, techniques were everything. So I was like a puppy dog. <laughs> you know, I went to the house parties. I was just watching him just, and you know, I was soaking the music in as well. So, you know, there was him doing that. But the Dave then from being in the street, he went from there down to Plymouth. And so then him being down there and he would call me. It was like, dude, down here, you've got to come and meet these guys. There's, there's a thing going on down here. And, you know, I was still a bit wet behind the ears by then. Then we went to one rave in London with Dave which was my first energy, which was like, not really my thing, but again, life-changing, because that night I realized this whole thing's being controlled by a DJ, and man, I can do that. I've been doing it in my bedroom for four years already. <laughs> and Dave knew it as well. So again, when that connection between Dave and Sean, Dave as Mr. D, he played on that same night as Aphex as I did. So there was that connection, and Sean was like, yeah, get Luke down. I played one time, Sean see me, and he was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> so that was my connection with Plymouth, done then and then from there on they came up this way i moved out of shepton met my uh lifelong partner now melanie who's downstairs telling me my mic's too fucking loud <laughs> 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 i love you babe keep caning me if it is too loud honestly i've got no idea 
but yeah, we, I moved up here together because we were then in Bath and then I met the, uh, the universe guys and yeah, we all just all came together and then we realized, wow, okay, we are in this together and that's it. Let's go forwards. Nice. So following on from that, I guess not too long after that, you got booked at universe then Luke. Right? Yeah. So I guess, I guess Sean is the SAS. He would have, I went to the first one as a raver you know, I just wanted to get in, man. I wanted to find out who was doing it. I needed to show my face. I, I, I'm here as a raver, but I don't want to be here as a raver, man. I want to fucking play. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I'm here, but I want to be here. You know, so I think Sean and Simon did that first gig. And then after that, you know, yeah, I made that connection. And then it was that, that second one. It wasn't Mind, Body, Soul. I don't remember it, but that first universe I played. In, into Orbit, up the hill. It was, it was, it was, it, no, I think it was the one after Into Orbit. It was Into Orbit that Sean and Simon maybe played. And the one after, the cassette went out where I was on one side and Groove Rider was on the other. And back then I was playing Breakbeat, you know, so that was my aim. But then everything changed when we got to Mind, Body, Soul in the Universe, which was the gig after. And that's when I played I mean, Techno. at that point, I was resident MC for Universe. Right, so, there, you, there you go, I, exactly. I, I would have been yeah, Sean was already in. Sean was already in. He was there already. So, it's just, it just as time went on, people got booked. And do you know what I mean? It just Sean happened. was the MC. I, I played. Sean was, MC was the MC. Totally. I knew who they were. I knew he knew, but playing. he knew me. So he totally. Yeah. And he knew I was coming from that Southwest techno thing already. So we knew something was going to happen, but we didn't yeah. know what. Totally. Yeah, I'd just like to point out, Joe, that the, the night that Sean ran in Plymouth was pretty much him and Simon all night long. And and yeah. that's that's what made that special. They created their own vibe in there. So totally. I mean, what SAS was, Sean and Simon? Yeah, exactly. Sean and Simon right. it stood for. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, um, yeah that's what it stood for. And, and uh, yeah, it, it was good because we played what we wanted. It's almost like that situation of where you create your own classics. Do you know what I mean? Because you've got your own following. Do you know what I mean? They you trust you your judgment with tunes. You'd go in there with a good selection. And we, we, were, we had a fat selection. We were constantly down the record shops. Do you, so you DJ yeah. and MC in Sean? I wasn't actually an MC at that time. No, I was a DJ. <laughs> yeah, Sean, Sean, was, Sean really uh, was and, a DJ. Uh, but the thing is, the thing is, because of the way the whole Plymouth thing is, it's like you have these, you have these fun pubs. So the guys are playing upfront tunes, well, upfront-ish, and they're talking on the mic. So that is standard procedure. You know what I mean? So when we kind of took it on, that's exactly what we did. We did exactly the same thing, but we did it kind of youngster way. Okay, we're going to talk to you how we would talk to you and start to bring out the mic and all that. So yeah, we were just kind of just just, just doing what we did. Um, but the rave scene was a different kind of thing. It was like DJ slots were taken. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, I kind of went in as an MC and I thought I'd try and bide my time. But 25 years later, DJ. Your microphone <laughs> volume is a little bit quiet, Sean. All right, sorry. Yeah, but like 25 years later on, still, uh, the MC, I mean, I got into MCing, basically. Do you know what I mean? It was good vibes. The jocks are good. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah. I kind of rolled with that for a while. I still put my tunes and I still DJ at places um, that I want to play at. You know yeah. what I mean? But, and Simon, back at this time, Scorpio was two people as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Originally, that's that's where the name came from. It was me, me and my mate John, DJ together, and both being Scorpios. It was, uh, it was really the choice of name there. Oh, nice. Excellent. So, but but you know, we we sort of went out. How long? Would probably two or three years. We DJed together, and then sort of went our separate ways. And as much 
really musically as well. I think John still, you know, he still loves his, you know, old school and acid house now, you know, that's, that was his thing, but I don't think he really got the more hardcore edge of it. Might be wrong there. <laughs> so, so really. t- tell us about how um this you got this set at universe and how this went because this is a this is kind of in your words the start of uk hardcore techno so well for, for you know this is you. I'd, li- I'd, I'd like to sort of correct yeah totally for me for me but you know it's you, okay so i already had sort of my what was borderline residency i think after my body soul that really nailed it but you know i had that this gig was coming you know, I everyone was playing breakbeat music, you know, and I, I wasn't actually from around these parts. So you had, you know, guys like Diane, Jody, who was Sublove, who were, you know, these guys lived in Bristol, so they were in record shops daily, you know, and if you ain't got record shops close to you daily, you can't fight that, you know. So it's like, whatever I do to get the best tunes I think I'll ever have, I won't have them. So I, how am I going to just do something to be different, you know? I was almost fed that line due to the fact that with this gig, you know, Universe brought in that guy Tanif because they were really down with that European edge and Tanif was one of the Mayday DJs. So they brought him in playing the main stage. I was actually playing main stage as well, you know, uh, and he was the only techno guy on the stage and it was purely the thing of, all right, well, I'll just play techno as well, just so that it doesn't seem he's like a lone soldier, you know, it needs to be more context. I'll give him some backing. Okay. The techno ain't, I got maybe not the freshest, but, sure as shit, no one else is going to play it. That's a fact. So I just went with it. And yeah, that set even for me was only 30 minutes. I did it. Started with that goddamn 2001 A Space Odyssey thing. Sean's on the mic. He starts getting hyped out of his nuts. Atmosphere is, you know, before I even knew what was going, the atmosphere was already out of control. And I just start with this die witness thing. It was like, it was like a fucking, a a nuclear bomb went off. It was a nuclear bomb. Let's listen it was to shocking. It's let's, not the whole set, obviously. Let's We're just going to listen to the intro there. Yeah, man, because this right, is... Right, 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 yeah, go on in. Right. Go on in. I got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I actually played it on 45 to make it not last a fucking long as well. No one knows that, but you do now. <laughs> Off an album. That's you on the mic, Sean. Well. Oh, I'll tell you, I mean, I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Before his balls dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I hear standing up in it. Ninety ninety two, game over. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those whistles were loud. Yeah, man. No Mate, shit. They were, they, were, they were fucking loud. Well, when Luke turned up, I was obviously, I was, I was there all day. Do you know what I mean? Properly hyped <laughs> up. And then Luke turned up. And obviously, I, and I know the job. Do you know what I mean? It's always a plus when you know the DJ. I'm like, Luke, what's your mission? And he told me what his first tune was. I was like, okay, cool. 
But then when I come to stage, I just had to ab lib everything. And then again, that's me. <laughs> and yeah, I ain't got anything written down. I ain't got a clue where it's coming from till I step on that stage. And so that that there was just me just trying to work it, work my way through through set. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, once you got the reaction, it was like yeah, I'm a go kind of. Very cool. You know, I also like to get something straight. Okay, so you know, okay, I was the first one on that stage. Definitely did it all. That was it. I was playing this music, and therefore, after I played this music, but you know, we must absolutely name check the man like fucking Dennis Murray, Easy Groove, because he was the tyrant round here. You know, he yeah. he was playing Gabba before everyone, but you know, yeah. it was confusing to me because he'd never played full sets of it. You know, yeah, he used to play with, a bit with it, and you're like totally, and it would do my brain. It was like, man. <laughs> Is he that or not that? Like, so, you know, I mean, both me and Simon, we will definitely agree. You know, he, I remember seeing Dennis playing like stickhead records in, in the warehouse in 1992. And I was like, what the fuck is this noise? Like, I couldn't get my head around it. I, I was like, what? Yeah, it was almost like, like, like I mean, two years later, for fuck's sake. But honestly, Dennis, you know, for whatever happened to him, you know, there's maybe some different things. But he he played hardcore techno here in the UK before, I'd, before anyone I'd heard play, yeah. even before yeah, Universe, you know. But then you know, universe made it real, and then me playing full actual full sets. I was this was it. This was me doing this in amongst a bunch of like breakbeaters. It was okay, new phase. And you know, it was like ten minutes into that set, and my set at universe was only thirty minutes. But you know, ten minutes in, Paul Shorey, like the promoter, he comes screaming in. He's almost like <laughs> sliding on his knees, like shaking his arms, going, "This is it. This is fucking it." I, you know, God rest his soul. I'll never forget it. So when you get a reaction like that from the promoter, you're going, okay, man, this is fucking it. Like, this is it. And then the phone calls after totally proved it. And that's it. Okay. Into the future. They were, they, they said. Like the DJ producer was born and like Sean was there to watch it happen. It was just fucking bonkers, mate. They, they set such a standard, didn't they, Universe, really early on for like good quality production. It's very you know, high tech, e wasn't Everything it? was top end they, they, they didn't budget on any of their light uh, you know budget was no object on their lineups no, 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 they, no. they, they, they didn't they, cheap they, out they did they? their research and everything and and for, for me out of all those initial promoters they came in and went right yeah environment this, was this, such a thing for them as well wasn't it you know they yeah. really made a with all the circus bonkers, man. something else really yeah you know and so after that set, what what happened for you, Luke? I remember I interviewed. I've, I've, I played. I, I played. Yeah, well, I played. This is it. That it was. It was done by by the sort of next gig for Universe. Uh, that was maybe even the first tribal gathering where they got a a, a lady uh, called Jane Howard who ran the Knowledge Club in London. Uh, Paul Shuri knew her well, so we got her to actually stage manage, and her doing that that meant she brought to the main stage. She brought like Dave Clark, Colin Dell. Colin Favor, like Robert Linear from The Source played live, CJ Boland played live. It was like a fucking, all of a sudden I was in the absolute upper echelons of full flight, like mainstream underground UK techno. I was like, fucking hell, I'm, I'm in it. It, it. it was all, it was overwhelming. You know, all these records of people I've been buying, all of a sudden you're, you're having, trying to think of a fucking word to say to them. You're like, Jesus, this is too much. Yeah. But it was it was everything you wanted, and it was like it was like okay, I may be alone when they're all gone, but this fucking means something, and I know it does because this music I've been buying comes from a bigger place than just the island that we're on, which means this is there's a there's a bigger signal to be sent. You know, I was I, I knew there's a bigger signal being sent from the records we were playing. It was like I knew there's a bigger <laughs> world, and that and the universe universe enforced it for us. It was like okay, this is fucking. This is a thing, like, you know, it may be happening in Berlin, but we've got a little dose right here going on as well. 
yeah, May Day, yeah. whatever it was happening here too, in its own niche way, but in, in you know, because they had good, uh, uh, what's the word, media connections, you know, Mix Mag were all over it. And like I said, you had the Laurent Garniers and everyone involved later. It was, yeah, dude, it was fucking quite high profile, man. Sick. Nice. And I, but, I, but I was, you know, it was playing more hardcore than the techno I should have been playing already. You know, I, it was hardcore to me already. <laughs> Greg, was uh, was Luke already on your radar, radar at this point then? Because what, what were you doing at this point in time? You're, you're muted, Greg, by the way. Greg, you're muted. I am indeed, yeah. I started hearing the Universe tapes around around then, I think. They came out, what, were they 90? 91? Was it, the, the mind, uh, that first one, Mind, Body, Soul, was 92. But another really big one for me and Sean was the Big big Love one. The year after, in 93, where, like Lenny D, he played like straight after me and that, that was even more fucking Euro and even more Adam and Eve records and all of those, you know, proto acid fit man fucking yeah, hell. Yeah. That yeah, by ninety three you you probably would have definitely heard those tapes and that that was yeah, well that music already was what we all wanted, wasn't it? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well I, I was I was more up in the north and doing like Manchester and Shelley's and kind of all that stuff. Of like of Stoke of and on all that way and, and you know, go to record shops like almost every day or, you know, you just get all the new releases and you check out the ch- tape packs, you'd come on with loads of tapes and, you know, that's just how you rolled every day, wasn't it? Pretty much like records, finding tapes, hearing what was, was going I on. I was eight, eight or nine years old at that point in time, but I've got <laughs> tapes from 92. Right? I'm 10 years behind you guys, aren't I? So, yeah, I've got tapes from those <laughs> guys, so that's when I actually started listening to hardcore. So it's... Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, it's all relative, man. Come on. Yeah, makes sense. I'm, I'm involved. I'm involved. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's not dwell on it too much because we've got shitloads to to go and we're totally to start. So around that time, Skelter started, right? Well, let's say Skelter started. Skelter did start. Skelter started in '89, but I don't think any of us us here really got involved till about what '94. Yeah. I think it was 94, wasn't it? 95 for me. It might have been 95 for me. Yeah, I think I, I, yeah, I can't remember. It's either end of 94 uh, from uh, the beginning of 95, wasn't it? I, I think remember. you're more like sort of after after that universe sort of era, it was more sort of us for the, was like the Southwest from from universe happening just blew up. I know, I know there was um, uh, Obsession at, was it West Point, Sean, was around. Was it them that did that? Or Fantasia did it in '92. Fantasia did the West Point. Yeah. In, um, so, so the South. Quiet, by the way. Am I sorry? Yeah. I'll tell you why because I turned it down when you were playing tunes earlier. That better? Sorry, sorry, uh, Simon. Yes, that's better. Go on, Simon. Yeah. So, so you, so you had like Obsession, um, um, Fantasia down at West Point, Universe up at, at Bath, around covering the Bath and Bristol area, and the Southwest just blew up all of a sudden. And and I think a lot of that was it had some decent size venues for putting on mm. parties really they had um like two amazing venues in plymouth within 50 yards of each other like both old theaters cinema and cornwall coliseum as well and like the big sort of west point arena at exeter so it was pretty served with venues that were you know capable of hosting it and also willing to host it yeah. Yeah, around that time, actually, we'll, we'll we'll talk about Skelter and the Technodrome a little bit later then, because I think it's more prevalent a little yeah, bit later. Yeah, totally. But around this time, we did have the start of Dreamscape, right? So I've got some flyers on Dreamscape. Obviously, everybody's going to know this one. But yeah, Dreamscape, man. Fucking what a legendary design that is, first of all, a legendary organization. 
What, what, did you guys, what involvement did you guys have with? I can't, I can't, you know. Mine, well, mine came later. Mine was definitely later. Like, I didn't pay any of the early. For sure. Like, I mean, there's that big one. I can't, which was the freezing New Year's Eve one that we played, Simon, because that, that tape that, of that mine. Was that, was that the one? That was that, the one with the, with the. 97 or 98? Internet link up to Australia, wasn't it, or something that they were doing even, that New Year's Eve? I can't even remember. Sounds very far fetched at the time, doesn't it? Yeah, it didn't work on, didn't work on a fifty-six K modem. Yeah, yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, think, I think Murray saw and Murray headed down to the southwest, didn't he? Went like Clarky uh, was definitely you know Clarky was the Dreamscape resident, wasn't he? He absolutely yeah, was yeah. right from the um, start. Like that was his ballpark, man. And yeah, I think maybe us playing. I think I might skelters, Me playing the skelters is maybe what me got to play the Dreamscape later on. That's why I think yeah, it was probably either ninety six yeah. or ninety seven. I, oh. I met I met right, having so much this yeah it gets cloudy and you fucking look <laughs> yeah. just it's, ridiculous, it's, don't it's you? Put, it's putting it in an order. I, after yeah. the universe parties, like um, X from Dance Planet was pretty big he was block booking lots of dates down in um in plymouth in cornwall um i know he was doing like aston villa leisure center as well but i think it was the fact that they were doing parties then attracted other promoters down that would look because i remember first meeting murray and dave prattley at one of uh, the dance planets down at cornwall coliseum so that was my first interaction with murray and um dave prattley dave, totally um, I'm um, I know then Murray like uh, quite strong. Darren Masterbide was from up around Northampton area and had moved to Cornwall, I believe. And so that that sort of Southwest Clarky Dreamscape thing is is sort of a chain that way, isn't it? Really, that's how yeah. we met up with them. And they went down. They were down. Rich was going down to Cornwall and playing at the Shire Horse, probably very early on, even before we did. Yeah, um, so that, that's the sort of dreamscape connection down here I think my first venture to dreamscape was um, this one which is posted up which is like number is it six I think that's six. the one where I, yeah number six um, it's quite interesting because like is the 93 but we were doing lots of you the southwest was busy we had Viber Live which was like uh, we had Sean, I'll bring it up. ecstatic uh, alpha was factory we had yeah we had um the first one or, or is number it six. one where they number six yeah uh, 93 yeah, i bet they sold so many of those tape packs dude that one, dude uh, that was no uh, idea. that was my first one um i was very that grateful one there, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like that. every everybody i know had that tape pack <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that was cool. Everyone I know had that flyer on their wall. <laughs> <laughs> the original flyer goes for loads now. They've 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 done oh, it? fucking. You mean this one? Everything, man. You know, did Sean? You sell them online tonight. <laughs> yeah, they do this one too. Somebody asked in the chat. Um, there wasn't there a story about the the design on this? Yeah, it was from Science Magazine or something, if I recall. That original design was from Science Magazine. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that online the other day. It was. Uh... There's Dreamscape Six. Look. Pensum said he was there. Pensum. Yeah, this is the yeah. one where I um. That was cool, man. That's when I, I walked across the car park and told Carl Cox that raving was going to be in my life now. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, man. You, you well, you know what kind of day I had? <laughs> Dude, 
Dude, you rave hippie. Honestly. I'm still there. You know yeah, I mean? man. Nah, <laughs> I can ride on, dude. Rave is my life, man. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, like, oh, words so. drop out of your mouth. You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I said that. You weren't lying. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. He was absolutely right, though, mate. It's the truth, though. Do you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> <You're> like... serious. <laughs> someone, in, someone in the chat wants us to fast forward to Billy Bunter. Huh? <laughs> Fucking hell! I've been on Billy Bunter. Why? <laughs> Why? That's proper. I'm confused. That's proper. That's proper confused me. That is. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Billy Bunter. I mean, like looking at Billy Bunter's timeline, he was doing a similar kind of thing back in London town. In London, of course. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. So if you really want to, that, that's that's. I mean, like it's things were happening. We're, we're talking from a southwest perspective Absolutely. here, aren't we? This is this is about our. Our trajectory into the world. Oh, it's about everything, really. The whole. World. Yeah, well, this is it. All in, but it all in. But no, it starts down here, though. And you started down here, mate. You silly or what? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, where are we going? What are we doing? So, so we, we get we to talking about dreams. Yeah, we are. You, for sure. We talked about the uh, the Clarky Connect. So I thought yeah. we could talk a little bit about Shire Horse. The Shire Horse was a venue, but the, there were lots of events there. But it was quite quite significant hardcore. in the early days, right? It was quite hardcore. It was the only place I've seen um, people screaming at HMS and Lofty, calling them pussies, and it's like, <laughs> like the best they've got. And, and, it's like, oh, no. and it was like, yeah, it was whatever, whatever you, whatever you threw at them, they would take, and it wouldn't be enough. But, yeah, every yeah. every every single time, it's the, that the, the Shire Horse were so open-minded to all forms of techno you'd go down there and mm. you'd have took you'd have ramos ramos would be playing on the on the techno nights it wasn't just all hardcore techno by any means but they would they would just take everything but you know but they were never it was never too extreme for them and it was almost Master vibe like, yeah you know that yeah it, it, it was uh MC marley just and and uh, one of those clubs, it was it was an old. I think it was like a old pub in the middle of nowhere on the outskirts of St Ives. It didn't Proper in the middle of nowhere, man. Driving there from up here was like, yeah. where are we like, going, dude? Yeah, it's almost like when you walk in that pub at American Werewolf in London, and it, uh, uh, I mean that's and a was, long way for Fabric for Groove Vibe and Ray yeah. Keith to travel, you know. <laughs> and there was there was no GPS or anything then, was there? No, was no. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had maps in your car, didn't you? And you were like, dude, 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 seriously, honestly, you know, everyone knows I can't drive, but uh without my Not partner in, without my partner in crime, Miss Melanie McMillan taking the reins, she without her, I'd be nothing throughout all of this. And she Put up with my shit, yeah, no GPS. Trying to read maps at four in the morning, blind off me, fucking overdosing on weed. It's fucking insane, mate. But she put up with my shit and we're still together. <laughs> totally just stoned out of my mind, trying to get us from A to B, trying to read where we're going, understanding a place we've never been to, in the pitch black. Dude, incredible. But we got to all of these places. I said it, except the first time, I first time I turned up to the sanctuary, driving up and down V7 Saxon Street, up and down that. That was, that was the first time we had a very large argument. <laughs> so I blame it on, I blame, blame it on that place. Yeah, we can, get, we, can, we, we can get into that later. There's, no, we can get into that later as well. But no, Melanie was absolutely my saviour driving. For sure, but St. Ives was, it was, that is about as deep in, into the UK as you can get. That is uh, off-piste. But when you got there, 
the reward was fucking yeah. oh my it, it what was, is it, this a pub then or something it, yeah it, it was kind of was, was yeah you know like a like a like a, a, like a old school venue like you'd have weddings or like it was like, like a village hall, hall man yeah, yeah like sort of community center village hall but i've got one but, around, i've got one it, across the road <laughs> it was it was very much like i still remember like it was a bit the similarity from there as to when i went to greg's on the first time i went if that place had like double doors on the end of the building and they used to open the doors and the, all the steam just blowing out of there and it was like that was the southwest version of of your club greg it was yeah, it was yeah, like because yeah. i still remember pulling up in real and going wow i wonder why they call it steam and literally you looked up and that that door out onto the balcony was yeah, like yeah, just yeah. a chimney, wasn't it? It's was yeah. yeah. So very very similar clubs, but you know different ends of the country. Nice. And this is where Clarky and Area Fifty One spawned from, I guess. Wow. Um, Area Fifty One started a little bit later. I think it was ninety four, if I'm right. Ninety five. Ninety four. Yeah, ninety four, ninety five. Alpha Magic, pushing nice. out all the money. Oh, yeah. This is it. 94 was, oh. just, that was such an exploding point for a lot of things. Hey, everything I did, I did, I did my first up. record in 94, like Bloody Fist as a label started in 94. Like 94 is, you, 94 yeah, is responsible. We're really close now. We're really close. When did you open your record shop, Greg? What 94. Yeah. There you go. See? I'm, so, I'm not wrong, mate. Uh, we've got we've covered Dreamscape. Um, around this time was Dance Planet, Dance Paradise. Okay, no, 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 no. Wheel back, Dance Planet. This is Dance Planet. Now that is significant. Why is that significant, Joe? Why is Dance Planet significant now? You tell me. Well, that that geezer, the other geezer in the chat here, wearing that blue t-shirt. Where did we first <laughs> DJ? <laughs> That was our first back-to-back. Yeah. Back. I think we first DJ back-to-back <laughs> yeah. in 1994. <laughs> yeah. There you go, more 94, in a dance planet. Well, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still unsure. Oh, yeah, that... it's written down. Yeah, didn't it, mate? What, what, what happened to his... He's trying to stretch out the 93 bit. I think that's what's happening here. Uh, we hijacked him. Out, <laughs> <laughs> We're already in 94 and Joe's like... Oh. Yeah. Come on, let's talk about the record <laughs> shop. I've, I've done loads of work on 93. Really in, guys. Come on. <laughs> mate. Right, so let's talk about Res then, because Res started... Yeah, okay, 91. Rez is Res is a big deal, right? And I think me, 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 and Sean and John Lewis, we went together and we went to play Resurrection. That probably was in 1993, wasn't it? I think that was. I can't. Which one was the really early on? I remember Res event. I can't think. Was it? So we're going to get roasted if we get this wrong. But my my mind is ruined. Somebody, somebody in the chat will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was that one where Cole Cox and you know? Laurent Garnier played. Even Richie Horton was there. The GTO DJ squad. Like I met Lee Newman. Like my heroic heroine that night, you know, meeting GTO, that was, oh my God. <laughs> but it made it feel real because they, you know, they made us feel like we were part of it and just like, wow, we are, oh, wow, man, we're part of this. We might be suffering, but look, this, yeah, this is cool. Oh, come on. Yeah, Res, that was quite key to bolstering us for sure. Started, Res started in, in Newcastle and then it moved up to Scotland. Oh, yeah, it's up for sure. So we came in later, you know, we were out of towners. Coming They're in later, going. but you know, late enough. But you know, that's I think I first met Lenny D. That no, I mean, no, we met Lenny at um, 
the universe. So maybe that was 94. 93, yeah. 94 is quite possible because we were playing Revelation 93 to 94, were we not? I can't remember. Somebody help me. <laughs> now you were, yeah, Re Revelation Revelation was quite early 93 you were playing that okay yeah that was like 92 to 93 really oh we're going backwards and forwards in time I feel sick yeah. the TARDIS is broken <laughs> guys <What's happening>? <laughs> <laughs> so how many times did you guys play at Res then or have you played at Res played a few definitely played a few they were all immense. That was, see that, yeah, that enforced hardcore techno in me. It's like, yeah, this music is right. Look, everyone else is doing it. It's like, you're not alone here. Look at this. This everyone is hardcore techno land. This is was the certified. Show. Okay, then that was the one. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. Me and Sean played that night. I played my edge. Oh, no, that would have been 94 because I made the edge record <laughs> in 1994. So, sorry, guys. You fail. Yeah. I win. <laughs> but yeah, I start, you know, and that was. But yeah, that, you know, that, that, it was 94. Yeah, but Joe, Joe <laughs> as well. That, that, one, Greg. Joe, that res uh, actually, that kind of encapsulate my confusedness as well at that time because, you know, I was a techno guy. I was, a te I was a, you know, a techno guy. But I was becoming this hardcore techno guy and I was struggling with the two. So if you listen to that res set, you know, even the, even the Edge record, you know, one side is like kind of Germanic hard trance and the other side is fucking cut and paste hardcore techno. And I just didn't know what it was, but you know, techno roots was in me, but I wanted something fiercer and more. And so, but that set, it starts with all that techno stuff and just goes into like, well, yeah, Dutch Gabber and, and hardcore. So I, that I think is, Luke, that, that's that the beginning of my it split. It doesn't it. I mean, you were it's, doing exactly the same as well, we, Greg, isn't it? Where it's where everything was going, all this kind of the like early the transitions, they really started up to this kind of big hardcore techno thing. For sure. We didn't really know what it was, but we were getting sucked into it, right? Germanic then, Hard Trance was kind of getting more up-tempo, and yeah. then you had that crossed with, like, you know, Dutch records. The, the bass drums were getting beefier, but the, the tempos were kind of the same. Yeah. And because you sort of come from a more classic, you know, techno background. You know, I was playing trance records, not really considering them trance at the time, but if you heard them now, they would definitely be trance. You know, it was a real mix of... You Where is this music? It was like forming in front of our eyes, but there was these different variants. I just, you know, kick drums became stronger. That became a thing over time. At that point, it was a mix of everything. And yeah, I was always, you know, even me playing Skelters where I play techno every once in a while because I still loved it. But tech, hardcore was pulling me along, but I didn't want to forget the significant part of yeah. my other, you know, it's a weird headspace. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that all stems from 1994 and that's the beginning of we'll the minute. genre forming. We're, we're close though, aren't we? Could, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're tickling on it. Could you turn Maybe. your mic down a little bit more because oh people are still God. messaging me saying that you're too much <laughs> generally. <laughs> you, had, you had all this other stuff like, like Masculinum United and all that stuff. Like we are coming and when you heard that stuff, you were like, that's the hardest thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, there was these kind of things that were happening that were like, we'd had all these kind of like these rave years, but now these things were happening. We're like, that's the hardest thing, or that's the hard, the fastest thing, or that's the most extreme thing. And and that was kind of pushing a lot of people towards different kinds of styles that weren't them. So ravey kind of sounds, they wanted this more extreme kind of vibe from it. Yeah. It was fun. it was fine. The big kick tunes and you know it was you, it wasn't like that? there was an uh, abundance of yeah. tunes to search for, was it? It was like you were you were having a finer tunes, and that was even where you were getting to the stage of you found a tune, but it wasn't fast enough, and we were ripping the lids off the decks in the club, and you know, it was like like most people were taking screwdrivers just to take take the platter off and uh, wind as much BPM. Became a
screwed up to plus 16, platter back on. And the people that had not seen this shit before, they'd be like, what is happening? What are you doing? <laughs> and then you'd go in with something like a plus 16 and just smash the shit out of people. And they'd be like, what? This is mental. And you just want to push it, wouldn't you? You're just pushing the envelope all the time. Does that sound better? Is that less? Is that easy, easy on you? Have, you? have you got a compressor on? I've turned it off. I turned oh, it off. Okay. Right, I literally just turned it off. I didn't realise it was fucking on. I'm really sorry. Yeah, that's probably why. Is that better? Yeah, I think it don't is. Yeah, don't want to piss the chat off. They'll all leave. Is it? Yeah. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. Um, can we just get, before we continue, I don't want to piss everybody off in their ears. Can we just get a mic check in the chat? Is everybody, does it sound okay? Am I loud enough now? And is Luke One, not, two. not too loud? Isn't Sean is supposed to do the mic check? Yeah. Uh, well, mic here. check. Mic check. And here we all are. Mojo. <laughs> 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 all right. So, Rez, big. Um, I'm going to touch on one more thing before we come out of 93, and that is kinetic. Oh. Because kinetic was a big deal, especially for somebody like me who's from Stafford. It was just up the road, you know. Kinetic was the yeah. buzz. In I, used to, I used to go every week back in, when I was raving. Um, yeah. yeah, before that, it was Shelley's. Um, I used to, yeah, just pretty much go every week. It was either there or Manchester or wherever. You'd be like, then it was like, there was so many nights on, right? You'd be out Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, maybe hanging out Sunday night or doing something. And then it'd be like, your weekends would be four days out of the seven, wouldn't it, pretty much? <laughs> or five. <laughs> yeah, or five, yeah, depending on how much staying power you've got, yeah. Um, but yeah, Connect was a big part of it. And they were doing kind of really big nights, really big club and... Certainly in the Midlands and the North, they were kind of pushing it to another look, another yeah. level, really. Yeah, they, they they were always really diverse in their lineups as well. They they pulled people that you were going, oh, who's this? And yeah, you know, that was it was it was, that kinetic for me for a, for a Northern club was very much you know at the foreground of hardcore. I would have said, yeah, that, yeah, during definitely. that period, I can't think of for a hardcore club that I could think up there that was bigger. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, that was and insane. weekly and bigger. Yeah. Weekly, yeah. But everything was weekly then, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I suppose. Bloody hell. Started on a Friday. Imagine. I was born Thursday in the wrong started, era. Wasn't it? Um, Omnitech. We didn't talk about Omnitech, and we will get to '94. I promise. I know everybody's <laughs> really excited for it. But this was your night, and I don't want to skip it, Simon. Yeah, well, Omnitech, well, it was two friends of mine, really, that, that basically put the nights on, but, you know, close friends of mine. And it was just, it was, um, Sean and Luke were doing Revelation down there, but there was nobody else really catering that harder side of music, really. And it was just, I had two really good friends that, um, you know, were up for putting a party on. And, and to be honest with you, they, they did for the time, I think, push the boundaries quite well in uh, introducing techno down there, they they brought again. Um, I don't know who mentioned it. Lucas mentioned knowledge before. Um, it was massive in London with uh, Colin Dale, Colin Favor, Brenda Russell, um, run by a girl called Jane Howard, um, and they, you know they were basically tried to bring in some lineups that they wouldn't be seeing in Plymouth. They were having other big parties, but it wasn't more. Um, orientated towards the hardcore side of music and I think Revelation at that time Sean I would agree was 
a bit more, you know, more down the the, the purest techno. With absolutely, I was going to yeah. say it was definitely more down the techno route. You know, I I would be a fly in the ointment playing faster than maybe John at times would have liked. Oh, Mr. John Macwan, shout out to our promoter, dear friend. Yeah, sometimes I would have played a little bit more virulent, but yeah, it was a more purist techno affair for sure. So there was definitely an opening there. Yeah, so it was so it was quite it was quite nice to be able to you know have, have some friends that were were willing to do the promotion, but also willing to listen, you know, on lineups and everything. And you know the, the lineups that they put on were fantastic, really, for the time. You know, Cole Cox, DJ Hype, Colin Favor, Trevor Rockliffe. Do you get what I mean? It was it yeah. was it was a good introduction for Plymouth and techno. I think you know like some of the the the, the big guys I mean, at that time. To be fair, I mean, Revelation did a similar kind of thing. Granted, they kind of focused, the focus was more on techno, but they would still have the likes of Carl Cox down there. Oh, totally, totally. Uh, stuff like that, but, but there was less less emphasis on, on a hardcore sound or even a rave sound. That's the, this is it. Or European def techno bit. kind of angle. Sean, your mic keeps on getting cut off by the uh, the noise gate because you, you've fallen outside of the zone. How's that? Yeah. Any better? It's better when you're a bit closer, yeah. Okay. There's people in the chat saying uh, Die Hard was running alongside Kinetic. Yeah, definitely. That was a big yeah, one. Yeah, this is true. Sure. I, think you're I, just, I just think <laughs> Kinetic just probably, I know Die Hard was running then, and, you know, Die Hard, Die Hard had, a, had a massive following, and, again, another weekly venue that was rammed yeah. to the rafters every, every single week. So, you know, there's no... There's no denying the popularity of Diard. I, I just think personally for the, for the size of the Leisure Bowl in um, Etic and you know that how how diverse their lineups were at the time. They were they bang on bang on the money of bringing in people you hadn't heard before, but delivered the goods. And did that on a regular basis, and that's why that club is so legendary even now. So. Definitely. All right. Uh, I'm going to give a couple of other shouts here before we move into the next. We've got shout to Judgment Day. We haven't covered them. A um, lot of big nights by BCG up north. Um, there was TikTok running, uh, Obsession, uh, Fantasia had started at this time as well, obviously. Um, We're going to yeah. mention TikTok anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I guess that brings us up to 93. I'm going to drop a bit of music and then we'll come into 94. So 1993, Technohead dropped The Passion. Dean. Fuck yeah.
what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck's going on with Sean and Simon's chairs, man? Old dining chair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's everyone's ripping into your your furry chair and and your chair from that's been stolen from a cafeteria, Simon. <laughs> it's all right. I'll address that. <laughs> this isn't sure my you're... studio. This isn't my studio chair. This is my my office chair. Cheers. Uh... My chair. My chair's from the Big Brother. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you're, I think you're too loud now. <laughs> Sorry. How's that? Is that better? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Right. We're no, here, I was boys. just speaking to Ant and he said, can you turn the music up a little bit? Well, um, I, actually, I couldn't because the the mixer was rammed because the track was too quiet. Anyway. Um, <laughs> those were the days. Those were the days, yeah. So um, we're in 1994, guys. Yeah, so I leave my fairy about... chair alone, people. Do There's 94 graphic. Hey. There you go, 1994 to 1998. So 1994 was big for a number of reasons. We've touched on some already, but we had the start of Death Chant. Uh, the underground yeah. music had started the year before. Start of Semtex. Cobby's start... in the house, by the way. Oh, easy, Cobby. Uh, start of Third Planet, start of Area 51. Um, well, loads of pops on your mic. Loads of pops on your mic again, Joe. Uh, I don't think it's on the uh, on the broadcast. I hope anyway. Uh, and also, oh, okay, I'll, uh, shut, I'll, I'll shut up then. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, let me know. Go on, carry on. <laughs> also, I find it quite ironic that not only did all of these things happen in 1994, but the criminal justice bill started uh, happened in 1994 as well. So I'm keen to understand if <laughs> if they were all related in some way. What 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 was it like living through that? particular era what, what what was happening then because i have no memory of it whatsoever <laughs> i don't think any of us do, do, think we do? <laughs> <laughs> i was i was already djing my way through it you know like that was what was the original point of criminal justice people do to stop more than illegals wasn't it really for it sure was, for sure yeah. totally and you know law wasn't it exactly you couldn't have more than 30 people congregated together listening to music which was basically of... a succession of repetitive beats that's exactly mm -hmm. what it was yeah that's it so that that, that's how they hear <laughs> look at us now <laughs> but yeah you know yeah. back then that was yeah they they imposed that 
but that was to kind of quash the rebellion of the free party movement. It was, yeah, it was all the free but, parties that were going off the big raves. We were already DJing in the clubs and the raves and the legal raves. So, you know, we was aware it was going on. We sympathised, but we were already in well, doing just, this, just, weren't we? I just looked down the list here. Steam, Fusion, Nosebleed, DRT, Hardcore Heaven all started the same year as the Criminal Justice uh, yeah. Bill. De-legalised de de illegal parties. So well, you know it's, it's just, so we just went under we literally went underground it's like okay just take the basements go inside and you know, don't go in the field mm -hmm. let's just do that find some places that are put up with it and let's do it and that's and what it, everyone it was did so popular that promoters knew that they could make money from it they knew that it could get people in so yeah. there was millions of club nights wasn't there just everyone throwing money at, at clubs because they knew sure, they no one no one felt any risk to do it because you yeah. knew it was just going to be a packed fucking sweat box and every time everything was going to be sorted that wasn't even there was no issue there was there crazy all right greg launches into 94 let's talk about steam it's your baby fucking hell yeah so yeah so we opened the record shop in 94 so yeah like a what was what was the name of the record shop for those that don't know greg the planet records baby <laughs> i never went do you know that you still know yeah. i never went to that record shop They're fucking like... came me for it i never saw the place tried to do Crazy days, crazy days. For real. Can't know it all, mate. <laughs> you, could, you could find real because you could look for the smoke coming out of my shop. It was like... <laughs> I just spotted you a mile off, mate. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we opened the record shop and then, you know, when you've got the only dance music record shop in the whole of North Wales, you've got to have a club, right? You've got to have some way of kind of getting more people into it and have, you know, there was, there was nothing like we were going to in the Midlands and Manchester, the North, all over the place. And there was nothing like that in North Wales, really. So it was like, okay, look, you've got to do it yourself. And we found, we found some, like I said, crazy club promoter guy that was like, yeah, totally. I'll do a night with you. And we started, I can't even remember where it was. It was some like little social club or something. We did the very first one. And um, yeah, Jason Easy came down, respect. And um, yeah, me, Neil Freedom and, yeah, we did, we did two nights. We did Steam, and there was another one called Taste, which was a house night, and I did a hardcore <laughs> night. I'm a, hey, there you go. Wait. <laughs> there you go. Mate. Banger, mate. Look at, Someone, the, head, look at the heads on those. Look at yeah. that. He hasn't changed about the beer. Yeah. Mate. So, so my mate did the house night, the, the tasting, and, and we did Steam, and it the first night, it just blew up. It, it was just ridiculous. We were like, okay, we need a bigger venue straight away. So, um, yeah, we moved into downtown in, in real and that started, started four years or whatever it was of just madness, just absolute insanity. And Greg, like you were Greg, sorry, yeah. mate. Yeah. Did, was it called steam before you went to downtown? Is that what yeah. you say? Yeah. We only did, we yeah. did one night before downtown and that was, but that was still steam. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but it was it was insane, and I'm, there's loads of people in the chat that used to go, and it was, but like you were saying before, Si, it was one of those nights that was, people were just like, we want more, just you know, how hard can you go, and how crazy can you go, and we had this strobe light because it was you know cheap as chips. We had this strobe <laughs> light that took up the whole club and basically just gave you a seizure for like eight hours or something, and then filled the whole club with smoke, and it was just a strobe and smoke for nonstop like. And this big outdoor balcony thing that was just like, it's like going to another world when you walked out, out the doors into the fresh air. Crazy. Yeah. I, I, re I remember going up there and it, it was, you know, it was, it was almost like refreshing because you travel like five and a half, six hours in the car to get up to your, 
and then you walk in the club and you're like fucking hell they're doing the same <laughs> as they're doing down here you know it's like it was it was so refreshing to be able to travel so far up the country and go you know, oh god, these these guys are in the same music as we are. That was it. Meeting yeah. them, it really was, dude. It was like, Sai, we fucking found them. Dude, <laughs> dude, we found up. them. You were linking up at those. Well, did they though, find us? Yeah. I don't know, man. But we fucking found each other then. That was yeah, totally, yeah. Okay, we're not alone. Like yeah. we are not. I mean, we knew we weren't, but it's not just. It's not just us and Simon Underground. It is, it is further afield, and they yeah. fucking listen to how they mean, like they mean it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ca- Captain Dex on plus twenty eight or whatever it yeah, was, like, yeah. dude, yeah, yeah. serious. It's like fuck, finally we had a budget. Yeah, refreshing, Simon. Absolutely, that was like they, they were like, you know, who do you want to book? And we had we had the reins, and they gave us the budget, and it was like, okay, I'm just going to book all these people I've ever wanted to see, all all these people I've ever heard on tape acts that are awesome and blow my mind, and let's just get them all up into real and see what happens. And there's you can play whatever the fuck you want. You can play as hard as you want, as breaky as you want, do whatever you want, and and it'll go off. And it did, yeah. Here it is. <laughs> Again, another one that I never went to. There's quite a few of the Steam crew in the chat. Shout out to your sister, Ali and Bonesy. Oh, Ali, Bonesy. Easy. Chloe's in the house. I think um, Jason's listening or watching or maybe... I, I think they've got radio still in Flamroost, so... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get too soon, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Chloe's <laughs> saying but poppers in the smoke machine. Is that something that you Oh, God, like? yeah, we used to put poppers <laughs> in the smoke machine, didn't we? Didn't we? <laughs> Dude, they used to do that in the fucking Plymouth warehouse back yeah, in the day as well. Like our yeah, roots, like, dude, that pit. Well. Oh my god! <laughs> fucking hell! Behave yourselves. I was talking to um, Mr. Mercer the other day. Uh, Paul Mercer, is it? I think he you're joking, really. Yeah, because he did the flyers for that and for North as well, right? Yeah, so that's Paul Future. He's the yeah, the, yeah, the man yeah. of legend. legend. That- yeah. yeah so i'm i'm sorry i didn't get the call with you paul but big shout mate respect yeah he was blown away i was talking to him about steam flyers and north flyers i was like do you realize how much of an impact you had on so many people because people like this the design and the style of like the steam and the north flyers they really captured the vision of the of that generation and it was really like important and he didn't realize that it made such an impact and he was quite flattered when I reached out to him the other day. So yeah, shout out to you, man. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, man. Uh, So at the same time as steam, we also had uh, the start of uh, fusion up North. Uh, I don't know if any of you lot were involved in that. one. Garrett, that's Garrett. Was that Gareth Madtex? Lucas. Put me on the op there. Yeah, Didn't it wasn't his nights that he did in Scotland called Fusion. Oh, no. You know, there were, yeah, I did play one of those. I, Booney sent me uh, these. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, there was a few of them. The one I went to, yeah, Lenny D played there. It was Barking. Yeah, I'm Generators, sure, Ch- I'm sure Chos- yeah, Chosen was... Few was up there as well. They had some really good lineup. Yeah, Yeah. okay, this is a bit more Scottish underground. Yeah, no, we not Fusion really Bath, I was thinking really originally. No, 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 well, this is it. we got a Fusion that come from down... Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm talking oh, about the, Scot- the South Scottish Coast, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. Okay, yeah, there you go. But yeah, yeah I, went up, I went up there for Gareth, and I'm sure it was, uh, he had um, who's and few on, well, which was probably the first time I'd seen a mock artist over in the cage. 
Yeah, for or sure. maybe Dano. Have. I don't know. Maybe Dano at Plymouth Warehouse. Maybe. Simon, you keep on dropping off for some reason. I can't hear your audio. All right, sorry, mate. Probably bring, just uh, bring your microphone closer, perhaps. Don't start again, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear you, man. Okay, so so we have that, and also we have um, Death Row Techno. Boom, oh, boom, big, another big one. I, I went, I went to this venue, and I played at this venue a couple of times, but I never went to DRT. I feel like I missed out, man. DRT was it was, a, it, it was it was you know that was very underground hardcore but yeah i was surprised it was happening in bristol like when i first went there i was like really <laughs> and then they were like no they like their music really hard here as well it's like okay within two gigs i'd realized and yeah that was uh yeah they'd had the h's and the lofties in there before me it was like oh right okay they really they mean it okay yeah, it lasted, I mean, it, it it lasted really, quite a long time as well didn't it it just blew up for us everywhere didn't it it was like every, like all over the country there was all these kind of crazy hard nights popping up and stuff but, but do you not think, Greg, that that's that that's how how it all broke? Because it was lots of crews from different places in the country that yeah. were 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 all into the same sort sort of thing. Do you get what I mean? We're, everyone we're, travels, right? And, everyone, and, yeah. you drive you drive for six hours, no problem to go yeah, to. Yeah, wouldn't think twice about it yeah. to go to go to a good party. But you know, it was the it was the linking of of all the all, all the like areas that you you had for hardcore techno. Um, we're just gotta give, gotta give a shout out to Doncaster Warehouse as well, exactly. by the way, because yeah. exactly, you know, that's the other side. But yeah, again, you know, like the Colcoxes and the GTOs, they were playing in there for like, you know, Mr. Mick M Zone. That was like, yeah, beginning of 93 almost. So that was feeding off what they were already doing in Scotland. You know, where we are down here in the south, we were kind of anomalies, but really like the further up north you got, the more kick drummy it got. Yeah. That was a fact. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's why we always drove really north quite a lot, because that's where the, fu <laughs> that's where the fucking kick drums were, man. It's like, yeah, okay, that's, <laughs> that's where we're going, babe. Sorry. Just, yeah. Real? Five and a half hours? Yeah, I'm sorry. It'll be good when we get there, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I'm the M44, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. If you want to talk about going... Up north, then we start talking. But this is it. You're already there. If you're already there, it's the context. No. This is it. Again, it's Scotland things. That's it. So yeah, yeah. Ninety four. So, yeah. And what, when did nosebleed come? Are we talking ninety five? Ninety four. Ninety four. Is it really ninety four? Well. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck about, mate. You see, yeah. what yeah. a fucking tinderbox that year yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah, house music's dead. No one cares. Kick drum everything. War is core. <laughs> fucking destroy. Didn't we? Just okay, amazing. Yeah, no nosebleed was again another one of those places with just pure yeah, and pure utter hardcore. vibe about it. You walked in there and it was that, the thing is we're 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 all used to hot, sweaty sweat boxes. We've never been one for, you know, loads of lights, loads of production, as long as we've got a good sound system. That 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 was always <laughs> the key, you know. It was and you know, all of these clubs you knew you were turning up, they'd invest in the production side of getting the music out there. They might scrimp and save on a bit of, you know, the extra production, but it was always on it, sound, on it with sound the sound. first, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sound first. yeah. Some of these lineups are insane, man. Yeah. Still, they'd still sell out to this day. Yeah. Fucking, fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, Rock Scythe, it was over, over the bridge, wasn't it? You drove up to Edinburgh, over the bridge. Well, picked up at the airport, over the bridge. As soon as you're over the bridge, you knew you were there. Oh. So, right. 
So I guess we're now in also in kind of Skelter territory, Technodrome territory. Yeah. Right? For real. Yeah. Luke was, Luke was the first. Luke, I don't know whether Sean, Sean probably had been up there before with Dennis, but I, I, I think Luke played one or two Skelters before I did. Yeah, my first Skelter was... Uh... I don't know. I think I might... I'll quickly tell you about my first Skelter. Because like I told you, like driving to Milton Keynes, it's like a grid, isn't it? It's a total head mess. And I can't remember. I'd done something before. But me and Menley, yeah, we drove there. Totally aerated, argument in the car. Finally got in the gig. We get in there. It's like this massive well. So it's totally spun out. It's like you're playing in the top room. So we go in the top room. It's <laughs> like, it's chaos, right? The, the sound is everywhere. I've literally got five minutes to go on, right? And I'm there, about to go on. There's like this, this massive, like, geeky dude like all, all over the place going oh sorry mate let me sort the sound out for you i'm like fuck's sake mate what are you doing like seriously get someone in here who can fucking organize it <laughs> it turned out that geezer trying to help me was was called mr dave prattley the promoter from helter skelter so my first meeting with mr dave prattley i fucking caned him so like, at, at the end at, at the end of it i'll tell you at the end of it when it came to it i got down the end i went to see him he goes you my fucking friend you can fucking wait till last. He made me stand there for two hours at the end of the gig. I didn't get paid till half eight in the morning. Right at the end of it, we were literally the last in the foyer. It was like, let that be there. So I was like, mate, I'm so sorry the night I've had. I'm sure every DJ has a night. Of, I was like, tonight, I learned a lesson in humility and how to treat people. He says, <laughs> I'm really glad of that, son. I'm really glad you learned that. And honest, you know, that could have been my first and last help scout. You don't do that to people. Mm. So, I, you know, I learned the hard way, but mate, Dave Prattley, thank you very much. And yeah, I gave back as much as I could. And I think we proved that with what happened to the fucking technodrome. Well, yeah. Thank you for having the faith in me for not being that little shit talker I profess to be. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that, from that one. point onwards, it was like, this guy's taking us serious. We're going to give him serious. That was it. Let's let's try and describe the technodrome to people that, that never will. You do it, Si. You do it. You do it. You, Simon and Sean, go and you do it. Techno room was just. <laughs> it was a, a sweat box. You, yeah. you need to take a change of clothes. Don't have any money in your pocket because it'll break. It was like a, it was uh, like it was like a balcony floor. room. It was a balcony room in yeah, an arena, yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. big. Exactly. It, it was, it was like, a balcony like... room, and um, and and it, it, it was the first place where everyone was having it at once, wasn't it? First place where. Yeah, everyone, everyone was just fucking up. The, the, the turntables were hanging down for some games. Of yeah, they used to swing, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. It's like DJing on a fucking ship, mate. It's like, <laughs> all aboard! Oh, so what you'd, get, what you'd get in there, what you'd get in there, it wouldn't it wouldn't be hardcore from the onset. You'd go in and it'll start off like techno and trance and it'll gradually build up hardcore. So you, then you'd get, you'd get your lofties and your HMSs at the very end of the night. It was, it was um, a complete journey, wasn't it? It yeah, was totally. like, you know, it, like you'd start purist techno and hard trance and go hard and go harder and go yeah. harder. And then it sort of wind its way back down at the, at the end. And, yeah. you know, it, it was a it was a formula that worked really yeah, well. I don't know whether it was accidental or on purpose, but yeah, that like it was always programmed like it felt really fucking well, yeah. right, didn't it? Like, honestly. Like, like they knew the DJs. They knew yeah, what was yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it was the yeah. first first sort of venue that I ever played where you get used to get the security running in and going, oh, the ceiling tiles are falling off. <laughs> <laughs> you turn it down and you're like, look, I'm fucking, it's great. Just get yeah. on with it. So. Like I say, the Technodrome, it was above the foyer of the entrance of the sanctuary. And there was, to, 
talk of people being in that foyer and literally tall the tiles coming down because we was Simon done that. Your kick drum, you fucking did that. <laughs> but they did like the the, the, the whole room. It, you know, you very rarely saw security in there because like the music scared them. So like the room was very sort of 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 its vibe, where nobody really, you know, looked like you didn't get bothered. The security had only come in. It, like more more often than not, you saw the security was stopping anyone else going in there because it was too rammed. Yeah, yeah, which happened on many occasions. And that floor was on, so slippy. Oh, slippy and bouncy. It must have moved two or three inches. Yeah. My first Skelter was 99. Well, it was my only Skelter, actually. And I naively thought that I would go in like a like an alternate mask because I was from Stafford, so alternate <laughs> with that fucking thing. And, and like a proper like chemical fucking suit with a, a mask on. And we took these really it fucking goes, strong, yeah. these really strong... I'm actually on the video, like lying down, dying on the floor in the rollers. <laughs> <laughs> right? And we took these really strong mitsies and went in the Technodrome and it was the worst experience of my entire entire life i swear to god i was fucking spangled <laughs> dripping with sweat i couldn't fucking hell out. mate you yeah. are <laughs> dude yeah. yeah really such behavior yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's, that's the first time a promoter just let us get on with it oh yeah. man and we had it all night just like and he, he had his total faith in us yeah oh totally i i remember i remember the first sorry sean i i remember I remember the first time I played for Dave there and, and you know, on the Monday after I played, he, he rung me up and he said, oh, that was that was brilliant. And he said, but yeah, I just want to say without upsetting you, don't don't expect you're going to be on every one because like, you know, that's it. But like after that, I think that even Dave realised the power of the, like hardcore techno was having in that room. There was it, it definitely that that was like a, a pinnacle point, that Skelter Technodrome. Uh, sort of 95, 96, it was just like hardcore was just in its ascendancy, really. Wasn't yeah. It? And they, they were feeding each other, weren't they? Like the nights like the Technodrome and stuff would just pull more people into it and then they'd have more clubs. It was just, it was just nonstop people doing nights and just amazing music and just crazy times, wasn't it? Every, every weekend. It, it did, like you said earlier, it just spawned so many other things. That techno, that even the word technodrome, you know, they 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 owned that really, didn't they? Yeah. I know a lot of people have done techno rooms since, but you know, if anybody actually says technodrome, it's. No, I'll, tell, I'll tell you this much as well, man. Without the fucking technodrome, those first twenty death chants, they just sounded a whole lot fucking different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that. Well, honestly, not, yeah, we told them the speed the first time, wasn't it? It, when they it got us influenced. Reference. All of us, like, well, that's where I met. I met them all in there as well. So they were going there. They were disciples as well, whether yeah. they like to admit it or not. They were in there because they wanted the to hear that. About when you met Cobby at Technodrome, Luke. Well, I'm, I, I was, I was thinking because I wasn't even sure. Actually, I was thinking I'm, I could have even been. I don't know how many back to backs me and you did, Simon. I'm not well, sure, I, but I could have actually been, or I was playing before. I know Simon was at the pedestal, but they had all arrived, and he came with white labels, and it, it was, I was, it I was, was just. I was just like, I don't never play a white label in a fucking gig, mate. You got a fucking long shot there, rah, rah, rah. And he's like, oh, you fucking need to listen to that. I'm like, yeah, right. And we was already there. And I was like, oh, let's just check it. And I put it on and I nearly shat myself. I turned around and went, you fucking wait there. 
<laughs> oh, set to play. I got the set to play. You you wait there. <laughs> so and that was us. That was us meeting them, and then it was on. It, 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 I re I remember like it was definitely. I, I don't I don't actually remember the first of the Def Chart boys. I remember meeting was Will and Brad. Yeah, yeah definitely. I remember that seeing. Was, they were the yeah. first two that I I remember seeing in there before before Cobby. Yeah, and then seeing Cobby and Skeeter. Yeah. Totally, absolutely. They were all in there in the end. Right, yeah, on the yeah. subject of Def Chant, let's because Def Chant started in '94, so let's play a track. Oh, there you go, there in the fucking '94, mate. What's going on in '94? Def Chant one, where angels fear to tread. Let's go. Yeah, Simon Scorpio had that first. I blacked out on Lee at most. Steam <laughs> tune, fucking steam tune. Heads Turn up. The mics. chat is absolutely loving that one and rightly so start of death chant then 1994 yeah man golden years 
Is everyone back? Yeah. Uh, oh, golden, ears, golden ears, mate. Golden ears. <laughs> so yeah, a lot, a lot of this stuff, like uh, like a lot of these relationships that we're talking about, people that we you know that we now know and stuff, all came from like parties and that, but more so after parties. I think the sit-offs afterwards, where like you know everyone had come back and. I remember fucking it, man. When we driven five and a half hours, we weren't just fucking driving back to the club. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no fucking way, was there? It's like we wanted yeah. to get to fucking no, didn't we? Yeah, I think yeah. That's the same across all, all. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. That's how totally. we all get to know each other properly, isn't yeah. it? After, totally. yeah. So I remember, um, like the the Def Jam boys. I, I think we'd had them at Steam, and it, I don't know, ninety five, ninety six ish. I think Def Jam, I don't know, seven or eight was out, and uh, yeah, they came back to ours for the party after and. Cobby, Cobby was like, I'm gonna let me go and get some tracks. And he went to the car, got a tape, put it in the tape deck, and played his Def Chant 10. And the whole room, we were all fucked out of our faces, but the whole room was just like, Oh my fucking god, he played that playing the Destined um, for Destruction, wasn't it? Yeah, Destined for Destruction, and we were just like we dropped our shit. And we were just <laughs> Oh my uh, lord. Uh-oh. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's raising the game there. So, but yes, I mean, so many, you know, with Simon League, with everybody, you know, kind of all these like just amazing times. Where we just sat around and talked about the music and the, the scene and everything, you know, just built relationships that have lasted, what, 30, 30 years 30 now? Years, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Indeed. So, where are we on the timeline then? Def Chant has officially started. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. for sure. Definitely we're at 94, 94, 94, 94, 94, 94, it had pretty much exploded everywhere. You've got like Greg's doing North Wales. You had the TikTok boys doing South, South Wales. Wales. You had even like people like Fusion on the South Coast were opening up techno rooms as their second room. Um, so like, you know, up, up around Manchester, you had K Kinetic doing it. And again, over at Donny Warehouse. So, you know, it had a pretty good coverage minus London, really. Of Even know, I, London. like Fire Chain Howard, I even flew out for my, my first international gigs where I flew Was to Belfast, Germany? to oh, Belfast, yeah. but I flew to Ireland to do these two gigs called the Hellraisers. Oh my, oh my God. Hardcore techno had completely taken a grip there. I think that was either end of 93, beginning of 94, but that was, yeah, the same thing. At that point, it was everywhere. So everywhere we went, it was just, it was being validated. Like, we, this is it. We found our network, man. We weren't hearing places that weren't because we were just in the right, right place by then, for sure. Like, so I guess, yeah, 94, full flight, 95, yeah, we're definitely in the swing of things. That is Technodrome. What, what year? Someone, can someone remind me what year did I do? The Technodrome CD because that will put a definite that good time stamp on. Ninety six. Is that going to be ninety six? Now I just chat, wanted to. I'll I couldn't. Anybody in the chat? Help us out. Ninety five, <laughs> ninety six. Because yeah, it was around then where I met Manu. Once I met Manu, because I met Manu. I met Manu at a resurrection, and like meeting him at that resurrection, it was like a meeting the lost brother, and we just talked for twelve hours. And after that, it's like you must come to France, and that was it. So that was it. After that, it was like, yeah, I licensed Manga Corp and play at the wrong speed. And you can fucking believe it. <laughs> yeah, dude, oh, come on. Bro. UK style. UK style. But then that was the beginning of me spreading out. And he, he was like aware of the death chance. It's like, fucking, they know the death chance in France. You what? What? Yeah. You fucking what? UK knows about Manga Corp. Like, now we're starting to realize that the, the world starts to know the UK's doing something of its own as well. Like, doing oh, bits. fuck. Doing are we it, part like, of it? Yeah. Like we are part of it. What I wish for back in 92, just wanting to be a part, all of a sudden, look at us. Starting to go, man. 
<laughs> that yeah, that was that's healthy. That was healthy for all of us. So a, a solid few years through ninety four to ninety seven, and then North started right. So let's let's talk about how North started because it started as part of, off the back of Steam, right? So or- so yeah, early on, I I realised that I did not want to do promotion. I didn't want to worry about how many people are walking through the door. I just wanted to party with my mates and, and have fun and play music and not worry about money. And yeah, um, the guy that kind of owned the, the steam, the, the downtown thing, um, we got Andy Bowler involved. I can't remember. I actually, sorry if he's listening, but I can't actually remember how we got and how Andy got involved. Who's got a dog barking? Sorry. Looks like Simon. Yeah, yeah, Simon's yeah. muted his All dog. Right. Um, um, but yeah, Andy got involved. Um, we got chatting to him. He proper awesome guy. He just wanted to, he was just like, I'll take care of all this for you. And so he took over running steam for us. Um, and then the time came when, you know, we just had to wind up steam and we needed to take it to the next kind of the next big thing. And Andy was just had all the ideas and it was like, okay, let's, let's go with it. Nice. Cause there was DRT North and DRT South as well. Is that where the name North came from? It's I, think, like I think they, they were just collaboration gigs that, to be fair, weren't when, they? For sure. I think when D, when it was more sort of a, when like, like Greg says, when Andy was doing the steam and he was just trying to um, collaborate with, you know, exactly. That's a, what another night, another might, you might be right though, Joe, you might be, you might be right. I, like my memory is fuzzy. So I apologize to anybody. All of ours are made the way. I've not got any of this right, but I think you might be right. I think before so you look at the flyers, at he the did start some death row North and death row South. And he hooked up with PK and then we did a kind of collab type thing. It's there he, on the screen yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think when when he separated from DRT, he just kept the north bit. And that's yes, about there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. Exactly, that's yeah. exactly what happened, Simon. Perfect. I'm trying to make the connections. Going, what, so where did that? That was yeah, out of the back of that. Once he just went and didn't yeah. collab. Yeah, for sure. Shout to, shout to Andy Bowler, by the way. Big up, man. Totally, Keep for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't you can't um, understate how much of an influence he had and how much how much of an impact what he did ha- had on the scene. Oh yeah, well, it, I, yeah, we wouldn't know it. Well, I wouldn't know you guys if it wasn't for that, and I wouldn't know like my best friends now. I wouldn't know Ant Tones. I wouldn't know Dave Enigma. I wouldn't know Dean Devastator. I wouldn't know like ninety okay, percent yeah. of people who I would I would call my best friends if it wasn't best for buddies. North. Right. Yeah. But but and, North took North took all the good stuff about all these like parties, and they pulled it all together in this yeah. one big fuck off mental rave. Yeah. yeah, it was like it was like the absolute boiled down to the absolute fucking essence, and and then Andy as a as a promoter is like, okay, you guys know the music. Who should we be booking? Right, yeah. this guy, this guy Speedix from France, this guy Manny Lemay, you have to get him. This guy Randy, yeah, you know him from Italy, he's good. Uh, get these. And he was like, okay, make a point, get them in. And he's like, okay, we'll get them, and then got everyone, and yeah. we were and, like, and the good thing was, I think a lot of the time with with getting the, the a lot of the foreigners that Andy got in, they came over and saw something special themselves. Yeah, and a lot of them, it wasn't you know they they used to love coming over and playing at North, the, like so, rocks and stuff, and yeah, even, totally, yeah, Ken totally, and those guys, totally yeah. absolutely, man, absolutely. They become part well, they, of the family they, as well. Really, it was uh, yeah. They came here and saw that we, you know, maybe smaller than some of the things they experienced in Europe, but 
they saw we fucking meant it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. The, the, the overriding comment was they danced. <laughs> <laughs> that was always the thing when we went to European parties that they couldn't understand us at the front, you know, because the way that we move is completely different to on the continent. So it's a completely different world for them to come over, I guess, to see everyone dancing with their arms instead of with their legs. Their legs, you know, yeah, man. Yeah. North South is totally crazy, man. Yeah. So all like yeah. this in UK, they're like, wow, you guys are crazy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, my my one of my first bookings was at North um, at the Dogs Bollocks. I was fifteen. Where was years that? Old. No, the Dogs Bollocks. Well, uh, in, in the DJ competition, in the void. Yeah, it was the. Did, did, did you just say fifteen, Joe? I was fifteen at the time. Yeah, I, think. Was, I was sixteen. I think I was, I was judging that, wasn't I? <laughs> Respect, yeah, you were mate. Judging. The flyer will come up in a minute, but yeah, Dave oh, was awesome. playing in the main room, and I was playing in the back room with Gib, my best mate, Mister E, Discord, shout. Um, and yeah, we didn't win. We we played the 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 other competition the year after. We lost to John Connor one year, which isn't so bad to lose to John because he's a fucking bad boy. And Mark Anthony the year after. So I wasn't pissed about it at all because those guys were gangsters but that was when i was playing techno or an acid techno at the time and yeah since then i i evolved that was before you got corpoed before I got Corpo, yeah. Well, I was listening. <laughs> I was shouting to Corpo. Um, I was listening to hardcore before that, but you know, I was into wasn't Corpo hardcore techno. But yeah, I did. I, it was a heavy influence. That, that was most definitely, definitely, and and also Andy himself, the way that he was running it and the way that it was being promoted, it was. I, I don't know. It, I found it an inspiration, and it, it's taken. It, it was a part, become a part of me to, to today. Do you know what I mean? For the way that I organise parties and the way that I like to do things, it, it that he had an influence on me in more than one way. So yeah, shout out to Andy, man, big up. I can think the flyer will come up in a bit here, but yeah, the the North was our the most famous venue for me was the Void, and I think it was one of the most special venues ever. ever. Um, yeah, it was it was special. Yeah, the, the the back room with the techno and trance was awesome. A nice little respite, but but the main room was just fucking insane. I remember going uh, my first times. I was yeah, I, it was before I played there, so I was like fifteen, sixteen, and I was going uh, I was going to North on the Friday, I think it was, and then I was going to Atomic Jam on the Saturday night every month. And uh, I remember seeing all these crazy skinheads at the front and thinking, fucking hell, they're scary as fuck they are. Like, a few years later, then we fucking best mates, like Antones and uh, <laughs> James. And he is quite scary. Uh, yeah, and Steph Def Machine and fucking Simon. Like, fucking hell, it's weird how these things come around, isn't it, man? Fucking hell. Yeah. Sick parties. And they did some the parties. <laughs> it was just meant to be, man. It was. Kim's in the chat. He said he remembers uh, after parties at, uh, at Bowlers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't remember a few of them. Shout out to Kim. You're lost, man. <laughs> Lest we forget, baby. I. Yeah. Uh, do, you remember, do you remember sometimes after North Great, we'd, we'd do Andy Bowlers, all, like be up all night after party there and then get on a bus and go and do do it all again in uh, yeah. Ross Sife. Yeah. I have yes. vague recollections. Coach. <laughs> I was I was definitely there, puking at, at points probably. Yeah, look, yeah. That one there, it's that one there. It's just gone past, hasn't it? it flies. Oh, right. it, yeah. There you go. There, look. Is it that one? One Friday, one Saturday, Scotland, and uh, yeah, mate. Yeah, there, yeah. They, there you go, dude. 
Sork, Sork, yeah, Sork, yeah, that was well, well proved, Fred. Been called worse. And so in the in the later years, North moved away from um, the void because the void obviously now is a car park, unfortunately, but moved down to uh, Lakota in Bristol and also, uh, which was also a very good, and Zinc, yeah. And, but Lakota was an awesome venue and, and also Motion Skate Park where Andy did um, the Relentless Parties and the, the the Asylum Parties as well. That was, I think, was that, that was after 2000, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, that was much later. I think it's interesting. What's, what's interesting that happened in that period, that 94 to 98 period as well, is that after vinyl being so big for so long, around sort of 97-ish to what, going into 98, the arse end fell out of vinyl and everyone moved to CDs. And yeah. kind of around 98, 99, CDs became the kind of de facto or, you know, started becoming more and more popular to the point where it's like, yeah, buying records became harder and, and everyone just wanted CDs and stuff then. Yeah, and, and that, that in a way that had a change that changed the kind of dynamic in the scene. Yeah, because you didn't have the record shop culture where you'd you'd be going exactly. into the record shop and mixing and like you know mixing with like minded again, and you know you'd be you'd be in the shop, and then all of a sudden the the CD sort of era come in, and that that was sort of the the demise of the of the record shop, but not just the record shop, the record shop culture. Yeah. That, that when, was, when did you finish stop? When did you finish working in the shop, Simon? Um, about sort of. 88, 89, uh, 98, 99. Yeah, that was kind of the end of it, really, then, wasn't yeah. it? No, yeah, it was so it just getting to the end of the millennium. Like, I've got a lot of labels did a cling on for dear life, but yeah, it was already done. <laughs> I mean, I actually stopped playing records, actually playing records in, I think it was about, fuck, it must have been, because I was I playing records a little bit when I first went to Holland. I think it was about 2006 is actually when I stopped playing vinyl and succumbed to playing digital. So we, we did it for as long as we could, but yeah, we, you know, for those, that <laughs> first phase dying period, we, we clung on by a fucking fingernails, yeah, didn't yeah. we? I, I mean, I, Simon definitely like rocking up the clubs with like records and happy alcohol guys before us, like booming and we're left with one disintegrating turntable with one, fucking, one needle and the other turntable just got a plank with a <laughs> fucking got, nail got banged <laughs> through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, our, hey, our boys crack on. Yeah, has anyone seen the styluses? Fucking hell. Yeah. So that, uh, that made you feel a bit shit. <laughs> oh, maybe we're doing this wrong. I just fucking... This, this, was my, this was my first booking, look. This is the one we were talking about before. My first, so my first booking to the club. Uh, 2001. There's, okay. there's me, DJ ET look. But it, more interestingly, in the, the main room was when Dave won the, the the Radical Arena. And there was some good DJs in there, actually. Nightmare it was, it was, was tight. Really good. Sue Terrorist is very good as well, man. Yeah. There's some good people in there. The Rich Furness, also a very good DJ, man. Uh, John Collin. Nightmare, man. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Good times. Good times for North. So what else have we got around that time? Let's have a look at the old list. Nice. You were going to the, like the sanctuary was pretty much every weekend, wasn't it? Around yeah, then. It, yeah. was, it, yeah. it was ridiculous. It was Milton Keynes every weekend for something or another. If it was like, like uh, Hardcore Heaven or Dreamscape United or Skelter Dance. or something. 
Mm. Or something for Kenny Khan. What was this? <laughs> oh, uh, I, was, I was just, mate, I was just <laughs> going to say, <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to say hysteria, man. Hysteria. Welcome to the world of budget raving. Yeah, I could get Groove Rider for 50 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, fif- yeah. everyone for 50 pounds, mate. Yeah. Yeah, not me. <laughs> Um, I realise. <laughs> oh, we, bless, we skip, man! Ma- amazing. <laughs> we skip. We skipped over a bit of music here. Uh, it's sure hard, isn't it? It's hard because it's so. For sure, there's. It's hard, Joe, isn't it? Because we just like it's so. I think po- points become more oh, than others, and you've got a huge yeah. timeline of music you need to scrape through. Where are we right yeah. now? Well, we skipped over fucking Nazenbluten and and oh. your, your first releases. Yeah. We okay. What well, some- we. I made I made some. Don't don't dwell on those, man, because there's fucking loads of that. <laughs> <laughs> but again, again, it's like a '94 thing, isn't it? And so I think, yeah. So I made my first one with Gordon Matthewman, DJ Edge, in, in the Edge Studios after he came down to Revelation that me and Sean talked about. He came yeah. down. I just had the balls after I'd met him three times. I was like, Gordon, man, any chance of coming to the studio in London to make a tune? And he fucking yeah. said yeah, and I couldn't fucking believe it. It was like, dude, he said yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> so that, so that was my first experience. But then I have to having that record sound really good, and it was like, okay, that was good. But now, shit, you got to do it again. So you got to do it on your own. So yeah, yeah. It's floundering. The, the time between floundering or and trying to understand it is when Semtex Records kicked in, and so it can sort of start from there. Because my first tune, which was co-engineered by the owner of Semtex Records, Stephen Wells, called Guess My Religion was also on the flip side of a track with Simon Scorpio, where yeah. his track was The Other Side of Reality. Now, that's like post my Edge record. Was that done in 1994? Can Discogs yeah. check that? Yeah. It was 94. No, it was 95, was it? Edge that was, was 94. Yeah. Um, Semtex, yeah. the Semtex, Guess My Religion, Other Side of Reality. Yeah, so 1995, there you go. 1995. Yeah. 1995, and then preceding mine and Simon's there, what year was Greg and Neil's Here Come the Drums? That tune. What year was that? Because that was that was an absolute steam anthem they did there. That was ninety six, I think. If you take those three tunes combined there, I think those, like I said, Uh, ninety five as well, Greg. Outside outside of what Def Chant would be doing, and they were resonating, but that that is the absolute key core ingredients of what would become what we now know as UK hardcore. Yeah, absolutely. So like here, come, here come the drums, especially like I revere that tune, Greg, yeah. so fucking so highly. That's one of them tunes. Well, that's now. one of them tunes. Every time I play it, and I'm getting the head stand up now. That's one of them tunes. When I play it, I'm like, I'm like, I fucking wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking wish I'd done that. I properly do, mate. So like, absolutely. But then you know that was your breakbeat. It was like the UK thing because you come from hardcore, like we had, and it was like that is relevant to us. We've got hardcore, but this is it, and those key components. And then Simon, his thing engineered by uh, Dave Parkinson, Dave, yeah. with the most explosive fucking variety breakbeats. It was more extreme than anything. It's like, dude, this is, it's, it's right there. That's our template. Like, let's yeah, just go yeah. with it. And even without talking with the Def Chant guys, they were already doing it and taking the hip-hop samples and a bit of cheesy riffs. But, you know, that, it was fucking there. UK Hardcore had formed it in front of our eyes before we even knew it in 1994. And then post that... You get Nays and Bluton, night night four, coming out, going blows to the fucking nose. Yeah, and I'll, hand, I'll <laughs> hand over to you two guys for that because that was a dolphin anthem. That was a fucking Scorpio anthem. That was a that was an everything anthem. That was <laughs> this is hardcore. Hardcore's fucking I'll, here. I'll play it and we'll talk about it, right? Because I'm Go. gonna play this, man. Let's play it. In it. it. 
Eight, nine, what I use in a battle for the mind. Hit it hard like it's supposed. Pulling up blows to the nose like Uncle L said I'm ripping up shows. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, what I use in a battle for the mind. Hit it hard like it's supposed. Pulling up blows to the nose like Uncle L said I'm ripping up shows. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, what I use in a battle for the mind. Hit it hard like it's supposed. Pulling up blows to the nose like Uncle L said I'm ripping up shows. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, someone in the chat saying uh, Greg needs to remix this. <laughs> oh yeah, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great idea, that's man. A good idea, isn't what it? A fucking what an outstanding <laughs> idea that is. Seriously, yeah, it might even be already done. <laughs> Let's put a request in the mail, shall we? Yeah, we'll pop one in. Yeah, so awesome stuff. We did rewind in time there a little bit, but it was fucking worth it, man. It's like the standpoint of our, mu- you know, our music, like really us. You know, yeah, we were playing all the records from everywhere, but. When it came to us being us, we found an us really quite early on. Yeah. It was an extension of what we come from, but we just added kick drums to it and then just made them as high velocity as possible, really, in it. And it just yeah. formed itself, man. I really do think it just, we had that funkiness already. It's just there, in it? It's a breaky it thing, also, man. It was also quite weird that, you know, you, that, that album came out of pretty much nowhere at the time. I know, uh, you, you know. The real bad. That sort of, you know, unless you need the Trailwitches, yeah, uh, I, I get the Trailwitch thing, but that that basically announced them massively on the scene that that album, and and yeah. then suddenly you're going, hold on a minute, they're not just into that here, they're into it on the other side of the planet. So you know that was that was quite awe inspiring, yeah. and it had it had more attitude. And and you know it it also taught us that it was another Newcastle, not in the north of England. At the- <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, what was it? What was it like for you as an MC to uh, to be MC into the music as it was changing and getting more and more extreme? I mean, we haven't talked about HMS and Loft Groover yet, which we should because that's a very key point. But 
What was it like for you as an MC trying to keep up with the music that was fucking accelerating at turbo speed, man? What the fuck? Uh, that, that is a great point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Sean, how do you, Sean, that, Sean, Sean how do you, how do you, man. after all these years, man, how do you feel about that? <laughs> that is a good point. That is a good point. That is a thanks, point. thanks, Ian. Well, well, those, on the, those, are those, those people who are on the dance floor with me will, will, will know why. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> 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 but... Um, at the end of the day, it, I'm, I'm not a lyrical MC, as you know. I'm just a, a hyper, and I kind of talk my way through things. So right I, I kind of, kind of used to just let you guys get on with it and, and feed off the crowd. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and speak when you've got to speak when you speak when you're spoken to. I mean, I, I used to get excited like you guys. I mean, granted, I didn't play it. Of course, you're not rhyming. You don't. You don't have to keep up, do you? Uh, no, no. Where I'm, I'm fucking I'm, right on, man. The is, is that I'm, I'm jumping on the floor with you, and in the space, I'm finding something to say. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I.e., I hope you're all right because that was that was that was. alive? Still alive out there? No, it, it, it was. It was. Um, it, I, I don't know, man. It's not. It's not like a. It's not. I just got excited, just like you That's did. That's awesome. Like, if you saw, we get you were excited, man. We yeah. could tell. It's brilliant. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if it was I the same. So it we was, had the right was, partner in crime, innit, for yeah, sure, you know, like you were down with us. Totally. We, we, we did drill his head in the car on the way there. A lot of the time, it would be like that. You play him stuff just to say, so you'd like, you'd be going up in the car and you'd be like dropping tunes from your set just so he would know some of them when, when you got on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the fact of the matter is, I'll be driving, I'll, I'll go up in the car with Simon or Luke and they'll be playing me tunes and, and I could spot a good tune. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, that's a tune. Yeah, for real. Do you know man, what I mean? Too. And then you, so sure, man. It, it was just a case of just, and as it got, as it got, there, there was a, there was a, a hazy day. There's a hazy point where it got really, 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 really fast. And the idea, I mean, I had an idea when it came to Lost Grim, and I was like, my mission was to hit every single beat. Now you can't do that naturally, people. I ain't going to go into too much detail about that. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you can't be hitting every single beat naturally. But I did, uh, and that that was the mission. It became a game, and then that that transpired onto the dance floor. Everyone kind of came along with you, uh, and off and off you off off it went. Do you know what I mean? It's quite interesting because I would be talking to my friends about going out to industrial parties and gab, and they'd be like, "What the fuck? How can you do that?" And it's just like you guys just don't get it. It's like it's a That's vibe. Amazing. It's go. a vibe. Do you know what I mean? And go. I have to explain to them. It's just it's a vibe. Um, so I just got, I just used to feed off you guys and I fed off the crowd uh, and I listened to the music. It's a bit more difficult nowadays because the music is a bit tricky. Do you know what I mean? There's missing beat before they drop a, drop a, drop the kick and all that kind of stuff. So you have to really know your tunes now. But back then it was, it was just, you were just in tune with it. So yeah. I just, I just went with it. I can't, nice. I'm not going to say anymore, I'll be waffling. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's an answer right there, isn't it? But, totally, man. Like, I, you could I, hear it, and you know where you were with it. That's great, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I got into it. I mean, I got, I got a bit of a mic hog because I was so into it. You know what I mean? You'd be lucky if you can get the mic off me if, I, if it had been rocking for the last you. four hours. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, no point, yeah. where is he going? You roll with this, you know what I mean? So... To all the other MCs, apologies. I am aware I, I have I have a bit of a mic monster. But, you do have a reputation. Yeah, but I did. But it was a, I was having a good time with it. I mean, there was time I wouldn't even go to the toilet. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't even tell you what happened anywhere else in the party because I've been stuck in that room all night. But that was my choice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh 
On the subject of music getting faster, um, I wanted to throw some light on HMS and Loft Groover because they changed the game a little bit in what they did, right? They they came along and they played music at the wrong 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 speed, said it in air quotes, uh, and really did something different that made everybody think about diff- the, the speed of music differently. Uh, so I just wanted to just throw a bit of light and a bit of respect on those guys. And I've got a little clip here to play. Uh, it'll play. Oh, it won't load. What the fuck? Oh, here we go. Let's play this. Nineteen ninety motherfucking seven. We're in full swing. <laughs> Jason, shout out to Jason. The sound for DJ and That's easy. <laughs> Raise the ceiling in the house of Lofgrim and HMS, come on! So that's a nice clear recording, isn't it? Fucking yeah, hell. It is. Really crystal. It's time yeah, for the hardcore! Hold it down, whistle crew, listen! Listen! Lofgrover! This same type of rock and decay caused 16 of the 19 major civilizations to vanish from the earth. Are you ready for this? This same type of rot and decay caused 16 of the 19 major civilizations to vanish from the earth. Get busy! Get fucking busy! DJ Love Groover! Ah. Back up by the sound of HMS! Come and get in, come and make it real faster! You can hit every beat! Yeah. <laughs> On a half-time. The half-cut, half-beat, half still a bit too slow. Yeah, man, those guys changed the game, really. And uh, yeah, RIP HMS, man. Big up. Yeah. And Tony Lofty's still going strong. He is, man. Did a, he is. Did a, did a podcast for oh, the prospect not that long ago, didn't he? Yeah, man. I think we have yeah. to, um, with, with MC Easy, I mean, my my in to, I mean, I was MCing at like um, Helter Skelters and your, your Fantasias and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, the only reason why, I one of the reasons why I only got into hardcore that deep was because easy was emigrating to australia and um and they asked they asked me if i would take over the reins that's how i got in there if you know what i'm saying wow. and i was like yeah of course thank you uh, and then it just went from there for me but then but the passion and everything else from the from your ravers and your djs and stuff has kind of pulled me in big stuff yeah shout out to jay's yeah and like game game Sorry, Simon. Going back, going, to, going back to Lofty, Lofty. Sorry, uh, going back to Lofty and H. The, you know, they 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 took hardcore techno and put their own spin on it. Like, you know, they they created a, almost a, that genre in the UK. Them two together. Yeah. And 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 they were they were um, you know often often lots of people tried to emulate what them two did, but you know I I. I, I you know, still find to, to, to this day that you know, touching H and, and Loft for for what they for what they actually um, played out 
has been really hard because yeah. like I, I know people can play fast but they they played it with I don't know it just it just had its own edge that was ne you know yeah. it was very hard for anyone to copy especially H especially H he was so tight and yet yeah, he was, he was so crazy. diverse in his music crazy, choice man. Sure. It may have been too fast for me, for me, but fucking H as a DJ sometimes was fucking like... But he it was went, uh, crazy. They were just ripping dude, tunes off and just banging H. the next one, and you'd be like, what Crazy. is happening? Yeah, dude, really. And he, and he bought, you know... No, I, no, I, properly, no, probably no compromise. I always played them records that it's like those scary B-sides I wouldn't go near. These would be like playing it as a fucking intro tune. you like, fucking... Yeah. They are, it's he, next he used level, to, mate. He used properly. to take, when I worked in the record shop, he, like, I, used to, I used to get a lot of Steve's records for him, and he used to go for the most ex obscure end of hardcore. The yeah, stuff in the shop, right. he's like, that. What, what about that? I remember like, oh, do you remember like that Sans Pity label and stuff? Yeah, like that? I know, like, fucking oh, man. You know, it's stuff. He, he, he didn't care. He was like that. He would play, you know, it, it didn't bother him. As long as the tune was good, he'd find a way of playing it, be it at the wrong speed or whatever, he'd get it in there. So, for sure. You know, Take the fast ones and then 45 them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like monsterize them, like absolutely, yeah. and yeah, that was sort of like the beginning of that. Yeah, like sort of like ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. That's the first generation French industrial hardcore being mixed with their fucking tracker core and like the metal. Dude, it was like, what is going on with this music? How yeah. many variants of this now? What is it? Yeah, dude, that, well, that Loft, was, Lofty used to I just. Lofty used to play Negative Creep, didn't he, by Nirvana and things like that, on 45. Speed <laughs> metal tracks. Yeah. Playing full metal sets in yeah, the live yeah. evils, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> yeah. full, yeah. just metal at the end. Yeah. Like, ah, what's happening? Oh, just try them all, isn't it? It's yep. just, and they did, readily. <sighs> insane, insane. So we fast forward, catch up to ourselves again. We come to 1999. Oh, okay. Gonna, this, this is going to get I've hazy got, for me I've, now. I've, I've got a track to play while you think about it. This is this is when Social Parasite started, and this oh, is Lee. when Shout Dolphin. To Lee Clark. Yeah, and this is when Dolphin and Tox dropped this bad boy. Oh, Let's sick.
jealousy's a motherfucker. You weak, jealous motherfuckers. If you're a jealous motherfucker, you just a weak motherfucker. See, when you're on top, motherfuckers just want to bring you down. First time I dropped that, I had to take a DAT record, a DAT player to fucking North because I like <laughs> I finished it on the Saturday morning or the Friday morning or whatever, and it was like okay, I've got no way I want to play this, but I'm gonna no way I can get a dub cut in time or anything. So it was like okay, let's take the fucking whole DAT player. <laughs> I had to plug the DAT player into the fucking right on man and bang that out just so I could play it on the night. I remember that came out and I heard it. Well, I don't know if it was on, on that, that time or not, but I remember hearing it in North and I remember running up the stairs to Simon Underground being like, what the fuck is this? I need this right now. <laughs> and he's like, you best get it quick. It's fucking going like fucking out. Like, fucking out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Simon's like as well? He's like, I've only got one left. You need to get it now, don't you? Like, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, yeah, how much is it? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's in the record shops done that, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone in the chat's loving it. Uh, Joe, Joe, just around, around that period, there's somebody else that we did, didn't really mention the other day, but it's probably quite relevant around there, is um, Sass. Yeah. He was yes. doing a hardcore mafia and he was Good working at Alpha Magic. Sure. So, yeah. um, uh, rest in peace, Sass. Yeah, big shout to Sass. Yeah, he, right. to he, to he totally... Uh, he totally got into uh, Alpha Magic and fucked things up for him. Yeah, he was yeah. totally amazing. He brought him over to the other side. Labels and stuff. Fully, fully 
corrupted them. It was amazing. Yeah. And we just took Thank it God. for all it was worth. He was like, dude, just put records out. I was like, okay, all right, no worries, man. Here, take this. Okay, it's out. What the dude? Okay, yeah. do that again. Yeah. Dude, amazing. It was really funny. But there was there was there was Mo's magic, wasn't it? SRD, Alpha Magic. But Alpha Alpha but kind of went off on their own kind of like Scottish happy hardcore. Yeah, that's definitely a lot of the evolutions and for sure all of that. I, 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 I still and remember Mo's music as well. Mo's right? music machine, yeah. but yeah, that was more like UK. That's where Edge Records were distributed from, and they dealt with a few imports. Uh, that was yeah, like good for yeah, us DJs. Yeah, actually. Yeah, totally. And uh, oh, was, oh yeah, mate. I was even talking about one of those guys the other day. I can't even remember now. Fucking hell! Too many people to remember. Too much history, <laughs> boys yeah. and girls. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, a good, good, healthy mix. <laughs> 1998 and 99 was also the start of Disturbance, which is Nat Traffic's label. So. Shout to Nat, Nat. and also yeah. uh, the start of Corrupt, Matt Green's label. Shout to you as well, Matt. Fucking also prominent figures within the UK scene deserve their props, man. Big ups. Yeah. So and total output guys as well. Remember around that time? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and Spliff Monk as well. I think he came a little bit later though, sure. right, Mike? Yeah. This is it. Simon Underground, completely the facilitator at this point. Although actually we've known him for years, but yeah, this what you Underground music as. As a base, yeah, Corrupt was helped set up between him and Matt. And yeah, uh, Mike yep. Spliffmonk was doing the, what was his label? Like Hammer Damage's label, Sensory Violation. Thank yep. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, loads of things, the Black Monolith Records label. Like, this, yeah, all of those things. It was, yeah, from sort of 97, 98 onwards, it really well, started let's, to let's escalate. Talk about 97. Let's talk about Live Evil because it's one of the longest standing nights. I mean, I think you can't you can't understate again, like like we said with Bollard, like the, there are people in the scene that have had such a big impact. Simon, Simon is, like is big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. yeah. I'm not even sure the scene will be what it is without Simon. In the UK, yeah, this guy's go as far as to say that for sure. Absolutely, Greg. I first met him at Knowledge in 1993, and he was just a dude in the corner of the club with a little table with a little crate of records, little one crate. And on the front, just like photocopy, just said underground music. That was him. And I was like, yeah. oh, mate. But it's like, dude, this dude's like, but you, we're talking the same language. You've got the records I've never seen and I desperately want. This is it. From that, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, given his, he's given his whole life to the scene. The, For the sure. He's just, that, he's, yeah. that, he's, that he's done and, you know, the amount of records that he's pressed, that, you know, and he's done yeah. it completely independently. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a phenomenal achievement. It's a lot, man. Done. It's really yeah. a lot. I think I wonder how many people there are in the chat that used to have a weekly or a monthly call to Simon where most of their wages <laughs> would fucking go to him. Uh, oh, he, he loved used, you used lot. To call him up, yeah. didn't he? Like underground. Yeah, Simon, mm -hmm. I'm here for my monthly <laughs> fleecing. What have you got? <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Simon. Uh, yeah, big Amazing. Up, but us DJs as well, like we were all the same, like working up a huge tick bill with him is like fucking hell, I've got to pay it off and oh my god, yeah. sort it out, Lucas. Fucking like DJing just to pay your record habit. Oh mate, come on. <laughs> Ah, passion, mate. Fully so, fueled like so, it's a necessity. So Live Evil started in 97, still going to this day. Uh, Nat Traffic is, is doing it with him now. Uh, yeah. We did we did a night with him down there as well, man. I was quite yeah. proud of that. It was one of those things yeah. that it was on my bucket list. I, I, not only did I want to DJ at Live Evil, which I did before that, but I wanted to do something with him. And, and when they agreed to doing that, it was like a fucking dream come true for me. Man. I was like, like up. Oh, that is more important than 
most of the stuff that I did. So yeah, big upside. But, and it, but it's your typical. It's it's like the Technodrome, and it's like Steam. It's those one of those sweat boxes again. That's got that amazing vibe. Where as soon as you walk in there, you just you're in the zone for hours, aren't you? you oh just- man, some of the nights in that fucking venue off my not. Oh my god, <laughs> Dean Walsh is in the chat. We went in there one night. We fucking travelled to a different dimension. I remember watching Matt Green play, and like fucking hell it was like he was like some superhero on the stage and he was like <laughs> slamming out these concrete <laughs> kick drums and we were just stood there like what the fuck's going on mate i don't know fucking, yeah dean is in the chat he's like oops yeah, yeah amazing you know that venue man awesome <laughs> there's somebody in the chat just said the only part of my wages simon didn't have was the pay slip <laughs> 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 there it is boys and girls right say, there are you win the internet absolutely a testament to the man right there it was, so, it was part of the challenge when you worked in a record shop to take the money off them though absolutely yeah. fucking yeah. mental <laughs> all right. yeah i'm funny i'm funny all of us here we've all worked in like even sean worked in distribution greg had his own I shop so i worked yeah. in a shop i worked in a shop for a bit like we've I all had a go so as well yeah it was yeah. just part part to feed our fucking habit you understand boys yeah. and girls like and it's like i just want to be where they are get it i want them all <laughs> i want them before everyone like from the source so, so fucking selfish like, it's man, like getting honestly. cocaine from columbia isn't it it's like just being at the source like. being in the front of the fucking queue and that's where the yeah. tricks come from man <laughs> fucking sleep on the doorstep mate yes yes all that yes (laughs) yes so we're coming to the end of 1999 now okay yeah Um, millennium yeah we're gonna start slipping into the next category i think let me just take a look at my list uh before we do simon did live evil but he also did uh the underground scotland oh yeah up in scotland some legendary nights Look that was after nose. Was, was that after nose? It was. Yeah, it was after nose. Same venue. After, filled the, yeah. filled the void same venue. Yeah. yeah. This, I think, this one of these flyers is hand drawn. It's fucking brilliant, and <laughs> Steph's name on it's spelt wrong. If oh, I Death Man right. Machine. Death, <laughs> Death Machine. It was his first gig as well. <laughs> Death, DJ Death Machine. Yeah, dude, that one. <laughs> Wicked. I think it's the next. Is that not Manchini? <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, uh, oh it's fucking taking ages here. Oh, I'll skip through come on next one look at the lineups though man they're insane there we go look at that I'll zoom in on it hold on uh, nice we go Death Machine Death Machine London and the, yeah, the copyright so at the that's bottom so the copyright Cheap Flyers Incorporated I fucking love that right at the bottom <laughs> <laughs> that's UK style baby right there yeah, proper fucking punk punk <laughs> DIY shit right there dude no one else is doing it we're fucking doing it ourselves fuck it <laughs> We've come to the end of the, nearly the end of the 90s. So we go into 1999 to 2003, generation three of UK hardcore techno. So I'm going to start out with. Core. Uh, you want, you want this some core? Oh, it's blurry. Yeah, it did get blurry around it, didn't it? <laughs> it's the millennium bug. I remember, I, I remember, yeah, two, yeah. Two, two, two thousand, 2003 is definitely, yeah. Uh, 
bit more clearer because of like production yeah, things. Right oh, then, so but, you uh, skipped a whole generation. Even remembering the melee. <laughs> well, no, no, but I was going to say winding back. I was going to say actually winding back and actually trying to remember. What was the gig that we actually played, Millennium Eve? What was that? Oh, what we North together, Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, it North was. That's, that's what it was. I've been scratching my head about that for like literally three days. I'm not surprised you can't remember much of it. What though. was it? <laughs> you know what I mean? This is yeah, the debauchery well right, and kicked in let's try and fill by in this gaps. time. Let's try and fill in the gap. So, first of all, um, what? yes. Al Twisted started Twisted Dark Side around this era, I believe. So um, the first one was the. More respect. Uh, I'll just rewind that. It went way too quick. I think that he started it in 99. Um, oh, hold on, my bad. I'm at the wrong fucking thing here. Da, da, da. This was his first gig that he did where Dark Side started. Uh, I think after this, him and Booney went and did Resurrection, and then Al came back to this. But I think this was uh, a charity gig, if I remember. And that this is where the name Dark Side was conceived. Al, are you in the chat? Because I know you said you were going to watch. He did send me a big, a, in, in, you know what Al's like, he's very very complete he sent me like a, a word document with the full description and i didn't have a chance to read it but yeah he started this <laughs> <laughs> he started this well, thanks for that anyway Booney, yeah. <laughs> cheers, cheers al uh, <laughs> but i put all of his flies in there so uh so yeah this is when uh, dark side started and dark side's been one of the That's like a good lineup that is it is a good lineup yeah um keep this going so I think if I recall properly, Twisted Dark Side is, let me just check my facts here for a second. Other than Live Evil, uh, Al's been running Twisted Dark Side for 22 years now. Live wow. Evil's been running for... Well, when you say it like that, years. man, that's insane, dude. Whoa, yeah. uh, respect. Well, li Live Evil's been running for 24 years and Oblivion's been oh, running for stop 21 it. years now. Behave, behave yourself. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, calm the fuck. Calm the fuck. No, not this competition. <laughs> but I did. I did check. <laughs> so yeah, Al needs to have uh, some light thrown on him too because you know pure dedication to the scene. He's also your agent, Luke. Um, he's yeah, been for doing real. This, yeah, for he's real. been doing this professionally. Just remember, this Soldier. is Al's job. He's a he's a real promoter. You know, he's really yeah, it's absolutely. He's, he's he has promoted the fuck. Yeah, he's got like full, uh, full he's on. He's got about seven brands or something ridiculous. Al works man. really hard, man. So Al uh, flat, flat out. Yeah, big up, man. He works really hard and um, putting shit on the map in Scotland, especially. And all over the keeping world. It, keeping it on the map. Keeping it on the map, yeah. absolutely. Well, well, you're there, you got to mention Quinny as well. I think, you know, around that yep. time, he was doing the call nights in Edinburgh. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, totally. Respect Quinny, nice. Quinny's in the chat, but yeah, definitely. Well, easy, Quinny. Thanks for sending me those flyers, dude. Appreciate it. Uh, I always got buckled at those as well. Yeah, I remember <laughs> you sleeping in a washing basket. <laughs> oh, tell us more. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, late, late, late for a plane, running yeah. around someone's house half. We went, we went, Where's we my went. fucking shoes? Yeah, no, we got, we, we, we got, we got snowed in at Quinny's. So we did the party, went back to Quinny's, and probably instead of getting some rest for the journey home, we, I think we stayed up most of the night, and then 
sort of slept in and then realised it was snowing. And then I sort of rung the airport trying to give it the blag because I knew we were going to be late and trying to blame the snow. And said, I said we were in the car. And all you can hear in the background is Luke running around going, who wants in my trousers? <laughs> <laughs> Absolute fuckery. I woke up in the wrong bed. I woke up in the bed I didn't pass out in and I was half naked. <laughs> fucking mental. Where's my fucking shit? I'm not going to get out of no fucking shoes on. We're in Scotland, dudes. Seriously. What's happening? <laughs> That happened. That was that was amazing. I actually remember that as well. So yeah, that was definitely a which moment. Part, which party was the, which party was that at, Luke? That was a, a post a post uh, Quinny party uh, where we where we, we all played together. Got you. I, I can't give you any more information yeah, than yeah. that. <laughs> Quinny, tell us in the chat, man. <laughs> uh, so, so, so as, as I said before, Al, Al did Twisted Dark Side, which is still going strong. But at the same time, Resistance started, and this was Booney and Al running this. And this, these were some good lineups. I remember the when the first flyers came out at the early, early 2008, late... Uh, yeah, it was the early 2000s, around about the same time as Oblivion was starting up. And I was paying very close attention to him. Some very good lineups. Did any of you guys play at these ones? I didn't see I didn't, on the flyers. I don't think I do. I, I didn't do a religion. Lenny D playing in Scotland. Fancy that. Yeah, I might yeah. have. I, I, yeah, it's, po it's possible I played one. It's possible I played one. I can't recall. I'm sure I will know better than me. He'll have a record of it somewhere. I guess we'll see. If it very fifty-fifty. Some good lineups, man. And uh, Booney deserves a shout as well because yeah. there's. I don't know if I've captured it in the flyers Looking, that I've yeah, got here, right but on. he's been involved in a lot of parties, like the sector stuff. Uh, I think he's involved in the Fantasia as well. Uh, that's happening up there, and but yeah, the resurrection. Resurrection. Yeah, there's for Res sure. I, th I think he was, and, and the, the club, the, cl the club, well. the club outside of resurrection that was at the same time called the Foo Bar, which is where I met him and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Martin, his mate, his Martin, Martin, Martin obsession. Yeah, absolutely, Martin, totally, those yeah. two. Fucking warriors, love the pair of you forever. I think I think I first saw Martin Obsession, and he, you know, he's another boy that is probably one of the first guys in Scotland, you know, dropping hardcore techno. Because you know, I remember him coming down to Plymouth in at like late '93, early '94. That was the first time I met him. So you know, he's he's been dropping big beats. again. It's, again, Scotland all over it. You know what I mean? Coming down, yeah. it's like right. He already knew. You're like, yeah, I'm fucking. He got the yeah, tunes, man. No. Games, man. Yeah, big ups. Right, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to talk about species, Manchester. Let's just talk That's about another sweat box, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the park, man. What a venue that place was. <laughs> Little dingy dungeon underneath a fucking, I don't even know what it was underneath, but you went down those steps and it was just, you could just feel the moisture in the air as soon as you went down there. Shouts to, uh, <laughs> yeah. shouts to Doug Rascal, Matt Rage, Scotty, um, Paul Dracott, Adam Alarm, fucking all of those guys, fucking big ups. Species, you were you were also involved in that to a certain extent, weren't you, Greg? You, were you doing the flyer work and and stuff like that with them at some point? Yeah, I, I didn't. Do, I wasn't involved with the promotion stuff. I did some. I did the flyers and stuff. Some of them. Yeah, that, I was really. I can't remember. Always, Maybe I did more. Always really taken back did by that the one. artwork. You did. Which yeah. one? Yeah, I did most the one of the storm. That one that just you? went. Back. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought you did the later ones. I didn't know you did. I'm pretty ones. sure I did. I'm pretty sure. I can't, actually, I can't <laughs> remember. I'm pretty sure I did. Though. I used to love the species flyers, man. It's the destroyer, isn't it? Playing. Is that the destroyer? Nice tie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, these guys, this uh, Doug sent me a, a text. He was saying that he they put on the night as the spawned off the desire for giving up and coming DJs uh, a chance because they were getting missed out in other lineups. And also they wanted to expose the, um, the more industrial sound that was coming out of Holland and Italy, like the you know, like DNA records kind of sound. Um, and that was what, that's the, the sound that was synonymous with those nights. For me, it was, it was that harder sound of, of Gabba as it was referred to at the time, but there was that. And then there was Death Machine and Rage who were playing like speed core sets there and like terror sets and like early, like industrial hardcore really? and playing industrial French stuff. And, uh, that was what species. I, rem I remember species. I remember species more for that than anything, man. Like Matt Rage's set sometimes used to yeah. fuck me up, mate. Yeah. Matt yeah. Rage was a bad boy, DJ, man. He was a demon, a demon, mate. Yeah. Fucking at those speeds, that tight. It's like, all right, you got your shit down, man. Fucking yeah. hell. Someone, someone in the chat just reminded me I was working in spinning records at the time because I completely yeah. forgot about that. And I was, <laughs> I, was I was living. <laughs> I was living a spin in records in um, next to Affleck Palace in in Manchester and stuff, and I only worked there like one day a week. But every Saturday, I I don't know how, but I'd end up being like late for work, and I lived literally the. <laughs> 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 oh. oh my god! <laughs> Skills, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some amazing lineups, man. Especially at the time, they were bringing like Dormouse over and. Total, uh, sorry, not total. I put the destroyer over yeah, Don true. Diablo promo people like that, and it was like that was they were breaking boundaries at the time. Was man. that was Dipper? Freaking... Was that Dipper that just? Yeah, went? man. Yeah, yeah. Dipper, the diamond dealer from Dubai. Yeah, di yeah. <laughs> he ended up yeah. becoming a diamond dealer in Dubai, yeah. didn't he? I can... Yeah, he did. I, I, yeah, saying I, it. I, sp I spoke to him yesterday. No way. Yeah. yeah. Small world. Yeah, look at that Joshua producer, Matt Green, Death Machine. Fucking what a lineup, mate. Oh, fucking hell, man. Look at Mike and Tuggy there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Rewind. Mike Technoist, Tuggy, and Jay Easy. Fucking hell. Lock your cars, people. Check your hard drives. Oh, sick man. Proper as AF. What, dude? Great lineups. Great guys. And they're still still passionate to this day. I had them over at. It's something that small and intense that was absolutely born out of passion. People that really were in it. And, you know, half of them are still in it. You know, it's fucking. Yeah, I had them over when we did the Narnia night. They came over and played a banging set there. Really, really good. Right, see, 2003. Yeah, that's good. See that between 2000, 2003 bit. It was just that, yeah. Yeah. Post millennium rave pre-industrial yep. industrial kind of thing i wonder what that tattoo looks like now <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the chat send us a picture yeah, yeah, yeah. screen grabs please <laughs> <laughs> um so after species came oblivion so that's that's me I, I'm sure. <laughs> that's the so story joe actually, actually well oblivion was started 
before me. So these flyers that you see now, the, the Oblivion was actually started by Tom Brown and uh, Die Hard Dave. Uh, shout out to Dave. Tom. Yeah, really? shout out to Tom and Dave. Yes. So it started at Grendon Lakes in 2001, which is these flyers that you can see now. Uh, let me can see if I can pause it. Where's that, Joe? Northampton. All right. Okay. Yeah, so it was. It started as a, a small thing in 2001, and it grew quite quickly. Um, and then Tom wanted to expand. Uh, well, they both wanted to expand, so they decided to move to a club um, that was a little bit more in the city, and Leicester was the obvious choice. Somewhere along the lines, there was uh, a disagreement on music policy. I think Dave wanted to do happy hardcore, and Tom wanted to do hardcore techno. And I went to i think it's the next event uh in december uh da, 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 da. this one i went to this night it was when steph played and this is when i first met tom and we went to an after party and we got talking and i was like look i, I really want to like you know start putting on nights but i don't don't have a venue I, I live in stafford there's fucking no chance i can do it here do you reckon we could work something out and so soon after him and Die Hard Dave, Dave, um, they went their separate ways, um, and I came in and started doing the hardcore. Um, and you can, you'll see a very stark change in the type of flyer, <laughs> flyer design and lineup. <laughs> so we went from that to this. It was Billy Bonner. Was the, yeah, yeah. The, the first one was hardcore crossbreed and disturbance night. So enticer traffic. Um, etc that was in 2002 so tyser traffic technoist death machine and then we went from okay, there really yeah. uh 2002 club soho good club god soho in leicester yeah man those the speakers in there that used to make your rib cage rattle when you were stood behind them all the, there's loads of little cubby holes weren't there that you could hide in and it up to no good. <laughs> we got yeah. some fucking stories that are not internet safe. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know, we, we've done we've done really well to skirt over yeah, a lot of very yeah, internet yeah. unsafe <laughs> material, guys. So respect for that. Nice, but it it is a stark An easy, contrast in the. It's the sort you know, there's ridiculousness always in the background, but you know, we're all still here with our heads pretty screwed on. So we're all right, we're all right, guys. You know what I mean? We're yeah, all right. Only because we screwed them back on at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Shout, Greg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you so, know, so those are wise enough to absolutely did. You know, we stayed at Club yeah. Soho, Soho had some legendary some nights, years. didn't it? It was. It got turned into a restaurant so, at some point. One of the yeah, funniest yeah. things I remember from that time. Was Dave Dave Balfe, Dave Enigma, phoning himself an ambulance because he he'd, he'd done too much, right? <laughs> done a bit too much. So he, he went outside. He went outside to get some air, and he thought he was dying. So he phoned himself an ambulance. And I, I went outside and I went, "You're right, Dave." And he was kind of coming to a little bit. And I, he was like, "I phoned myself an ambulance." I was like, "What the fuck have you done?" That? But he's like. Wait. I was like, how are you feeling now? It's like, I'm feeling a bit better now. I might just, <laughs> might just cancel it. <laughs> just in case. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, hell, dude. Oh, just like booking man. a taxi, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we did Club Soho. Uh, and then when that closed, we we moved from there to um, Keele University. That was where we went next. And that for yeah. us was like, 
a fucking amazing venue. And it was a, it was a bit later on, but it was after North had finished for the first time. Remember when he finished it for the first time? And I convinced Andy to let us do a night with him basically at the, at the Keel Uni. And it was a uh, North that was versus great night. it was, lo- it was sold out. It was lockout within like an hour. And then we did another one afterwards. And then on the back of that, I think he took some momentum from it, if you like. And he did like the, the relentless nights and the, the, he brought it kind of back a little bit. So it was, it was nice. Oh, this is a t-shirt I've got on actually the, uh, the North versus oblivion thing. So yeah, from there we went to Keel Uni, we we couldn't use that after a while because we got raided one night. Does anybody remember that night? Oh yes, oh, <laughs> was that the one after very, the whole, it was the one after yes. the night, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> very yes, I remember oh, comrade, that night. The comrade was over, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, he, was. he was. I bet he yeah. wondered what the hell is like, going what, on What have you here? brought me to? Was yeah, it, for was sure. That busted before it started, Joe. So it was. It was like the tune. Welcome <laughs> to Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> There's that North night. Literally. Right? Fucking mate, that was un- unparalleled. Yeah, well, they, they they said to us, "Scary might, shit." There might be some checks and whatever, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sound, no worries." And then before I knew it, there were their dogs in the venue. They set up a, they set up a border control, mate. It was yeah. like border control. It was yeah. utterly intense. It was mental. Yeah, someone in the chat. You saying, left. You right. Yeah. You left. You right. Search this. I'm there not, was. I'm not going near that, Please. Jed. Not going near that comment, Jed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was. It was a nightmare, and all the artists and everything. I remember I was fucking pissed off because I was thinking to myself, you know, people could be fucking getting in trouble just for coming to my night here, and I was, I was destroyed about well, that. Yeah, much. sure, sure, dude. Yeah. Totally. I feel. So, I feel that. Really it was totally carnage in that regard, man. But I don't see many messes like that, but that was a bit of a mess, totally. But. Was, uh, was and it was recoup and repatriate etc so from there we went to uh the tunnel club in birmingham which we had varied success it was a it wasn't really fit for our purpose it was a little bit too big it's a bit uh, hit and miss that venue, isn't it? Yeah, the venue's a little bit hit and miss. And the way that it's laid out, it didn't really lend itself to atmosphere very well. So after a little while there, we, we kind of stopped doing events there. Um along the way, Tom uh became a little bit less involved, uh, took a back seat from really doing much on the, the promotion side of things. And then in I'm fast forwarding a lot, but in like two 2015 I think uh Dave Balf who was also running Oblivion with me he took a, a seat from it he didn't want to do it anymore and I brought on Steph Death Machine and Cam into the team uh, and we changed our approach to things uh I got sick of doing events and in a situations or in circumstance and, and working on a, a model that wasn't really working you know it was it was difficult to do nights in that in that kind of era uh, to invest in it and sure. get any return. So it, it really took some rethinking and, and regrouping on it. And we we've changed our approach to everything now. And since 2015, we've expanded our team and we've got like a really cool group of people working with us now. And we do things in a different way. And we've been doing things in the UK, in Europe. We've done some stuff like in, I don't know, uh, we've got some stuff coming up in Australia. We did a tour in Japan, you know, just a completely different approach to it. So, uh, yeah, it's come a long way since its humble beginnings. I'm thankful to Tom and Dave and everybody. Yeah, yeah, from, from, from its humble way. beginnings, man. You always, yeah. it's, it's a big world, you know, there's, a lot, of, there's yeah. a lot of it. And now it's smaller because we're all connected exactly as we are right now. So 
talk about us finding each other in the beginning here in the UK. Now it's like finding each other globally. Going right, yeah. what's going on? And you really, it's, you really have raised your game, Joe, in the last few years. It's uh, it's definitely noticeable. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's around this time that we was. When do we start this? Around two thousand two four something this like that. is we're like this is 2001 this started yeah this is really when everything started going a bit weird in the scene so new, new yeah, yeah totally but like a new era of music as well totally me and fish like found our own feet planet new chased us did that rebel scum had already got his feet from 1999 yeah. which i did with Sly underground uh, so was, that was a darker it was like it was a darker period the music was kind of darker we we it was a bit more introvert like the uk scene wasn't what it was we were trying to find a space while at the same like time the come down from the high of the like 90s, it, 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 it totally was it totally was and i kind of circumvented it by you know getting sucked more into europe and that having a bigger calling but yeah at the same time just wanted to do as much here as possible just mm. to kind of be on uk life support totally yeah sorry simon go ahead do you not think during that period as well there was more sort of um sort of like that not so much i'll use the word pigeonhole but i don't mean but there was a lot of different pigeonholes just within the yeah. hardcore techno scene yeah yeah, yeah totally the, the well, fragmenting was oh you're this and oh you're that and all so yeah. let's make different nights because oh you're this and oh because you're that and yeah you know yeah. then you're playing the wrong type of hardcore in the wrong gig and people get sniffy yeah. and it's like yeah. fuck was, man what happened there there was a big influx from like the elect electronica scene, shall we say, the IDM. IDM crowd. And well, like I say, when you, when, when fucking when Mike Paradinus, well. you know, and it really started taking like me and Fish seriously, and then that started leaking into that, and we crossed over. That was we were always been hardcore, but we leaked into that kind of Apex Square Pusher stratosphere, and then that leaked back, and you know, the crossover between like Planet Me actually putting out quite a bit of fairly you know, reputable hardcore stuff from different artists we'd never even heard of. So that was there was different crossover going on us as djs always were investigative so always wanted to entertain new stuff yeah. all right it got a bit mangled but you had to go to extremes to find how far was too far i but think also, also we got to that point we got to that point where we've done everything it's like okay well let's fucking try completely fucking berserk because we've done everything else and the technology made the music that also enabled us to do that i know greg was totally yeah. fucking feeling that he got muified as well it's like yeah, the same yeah. The same fucking thing it's like okay we're now competent as artists how how artists can we art you know without trying to alienate anyone but it's a good so, point and that, and that cre and that created this these different kind of stratospheres it wasn't just the coming from the the, the original rave scene and being a bit more sniffy and electronic pride and all that's for students you know there was these weird parallels going on but to me it was all still fucking hardcore yeah. man i was yeah. still well, just the dj producer you know that whole period just reminds you there was a big smush of stuff that happened. So like, totally, totally think about like early turned into millennium, right? For sure. You've got, absolutely. You've got like industrial UK sound in like Matt Green, that traffic coming along. You've got mm. French core coming over. You've got TM and fucking Micropoint and ra that Radium kick drum coming over at the same sure. time. You've got break core coming in. You've got hard, hard, harder sounding stuff like, uh, fucking bikes drum etc coming in everything just came in at once and it kind of yeah. it was so Rot rotator and piece off mixing all of those elements together exactly, so you had yeah. like rave based break core and you're going this is just fucking mental now what's yeah. going on here so yeah. Be before we skip off oblivion i want to run a competition so excuse me while i fucking punt my wares a second uh, Go on in, punty punt away punty so now is the time to punt this lineup. We've just 
changed the date on this and it's the biggest lineup I've ever put together. So I'm going to run a competition right now, guys, actually. If you want to win yourself two VIP tickets, which include free drink, T-shirt, quick entry, all of the, the pre-party, everything, normally £45 each, all you have to do right now is share this stream on your social media platform. So I would prefer if you share the YouTube link, because that's where we're collecting the likes at the moment and the views. Uh, like the stream underneath and hashtag on your share, The Oblivion Show. And we'll wait for a minute while you do that. Nothing's going to happen in the next couple of minutes. So share the stream now, like the stream and hashtag The Oblivion Show. And while we're waiting for people to do that, I'm going to play a bit of music. So... We've got a choice here. We've got, we've got um, a choice of TM or Micropoint. What are we saying? Micropoint. Okay. Micropoint, noise theatre. This, <laughs> this is... Uh, <laughs> right, fine. Let's have some TM instead then. <laughs> I tell you, Tom, I think put the TM one on because it's got more of a build. I think it's a more unified moment. All right then. Do it. All right, put TM on. Let's go. Sorry, Greg. Oh, it's all good. It's all good.
Sorry that took so long. I went for a bit. <laughs> Great tune. Awesome tune. Everyone played that, that, right? That's, yeah, mine. That's a classic banger. Absolutely classic banger. I'm used to hearing it that, a lot faster. That. Has to be said. <laughs> yeah, plus yeah, yeah, sixteen. That shit. That was Tim announcing himself, really, wasn't it? That 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 final. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So from that, da, 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 where are we? We got uh, oblivion species, dark side, all on the scene. Um, I'm a little bit lost here. Someone fill for me. <laughs> I feel for you, Joe. I feel for you, man. Is that a shot, Well, there yeah. you go. Now you're 2004 era. That's well, the beginning TikTok. of the crossbreed era. That's the year that Times Like These was made by DJ Hidden, and that's the year I think totally started blending and mishmashing. And yeah, that is sort of uh, yeah, the more DNA tunes come into effect. That's the what, what are we talking? 2005? Is that, are we hardcore no, heaven era? We post that. Hardcore till I die. What, what time are we there? Is that, are we in the mid yeah. 2000s then? Early, early 2000s, I think. Where are you, Joe? I don't know, mate. I'm like five <laughs> cans deep and I haven't drank for two months. <laughs> I'm on my I'm, I'm on stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking wire. Well, we could just waffle our way through the next like 25 well, minutes because well, I've, yes. I've really got to get here around about 11 o'clock, which is 12 o'clock your time. So, all right, well, we, so we've got 40, we're... 40 minutes to burn, mate. All right, so, so yeah, you're, you're right. To the end of that era, we've, we've well, I, I did think we we're close, era. man. It's that was totally. That era. So, we're coming to uh, 2004 to 2009. And you are absolutely right. I'm going to jump straight back into some music because 2004 is when Crossbreed came onto right. the scene. And this is when uh, DJ Hidden dropped Time so he's, 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 he's repeating everything I just said, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm not <laughs> four pounds deep, by the way. Love you, Joe. Just, you're reading my script. He's taking over. <laughs> I haven't seen any goddamn script. I am the, I'm the fucking oracle, mate. Honestly. <laughs> Ellie Prompter's on the wrong screen. That's why I am who I am. <laughs> Let's play it, man. <laughs> Too right.
found. In normal times, evil would be fought by good. But in times like these, it should be fought by another kind of evil. What a track. Yeah, baby. What a track is an understatement, that, right? That was like, okay, every, every, everything's allowed now. That's like, okay, everything is allowed. And it, it was authentic as fuck, like actual drum and bass, we'd, actual we'd, full, yeah. full smelt hardcore. Like, what is going on? Yeah, we'd be this is everything I've been through the last 12 years, all in one tune, man. Yeah. Totally for years. Yeah, we'd be yeah. mixing drum and bass but and hardcore that's, together that's for years. Really that's yeah. what we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. At that tempo, at drum and bass tempo, you know, that was the thing that just made it, okay, everyone can relate a bit more because the tempo's a bit lower, but it was such more power in the bass. You were going, fucking what, man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, that Ian, was, uh, Ian Pensum says in the chat, a bit. 2004 was when hardcore started to die in the UK a little bit. I agree with that to a certain extent. It was a difficult period, 2004 to 2009. That was hard work, really hard work. And that was one of the reasons sure. why Oblivion had a little break during that period. It was fucking difficult in the UK, man. Uh, but for well, industry... It, it was just more back rooms, wasn't it, really, during that period? There was a, was a like... lot of, like, yeah, Raver Baby, Ravers Reunited, Uproar, all of that kind of stuff was happening then, wasn't it? Um, but we did have yeah, some, no, some no, good no, stuff No, no like, single nights, really, though. It wasn't... There was, there was you know, not the regular things that had, be, had come prior to that sort of thing, is it? No, yeah. to, well, 2000... I mean, for me, I, I think I, I started playing more in Belgium than I was in the UK around then. Totally. Like the, the Belgium scene was blowing up, and um, yeah, and it was there was all sorts of crazy happening over there and stuff. And and like Simon said, it felt like the UK stuff was becoming almost going more commercial again, where it was just like promoters were just trying to keep these things alive by doing more commercial events, almost to make it a bit more acceptable yeah, or accessible, yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah well, for sure, was, I do agree. I do agree in that. There was a lot of the bigger... But we all felt a bit of that because it was like, well, when something's dying, what do you do? It like did feel a bit like... I, I didn't even know what it felt because, again, like you, Greg, you know, I was already... I was signed with 2000, uh, two, 2005 with uh, the third movement. I was already full flight in Europe, but like torn between doing the absolute bollocks every weekend there and then the moments where you'd have in UK, it was like you'd hope for good and sometimes it just kicked you in the nuts. It's like fucking... Yeah. 
it's not fair. Yeah, you were going to go to these gigs in like Belgium and stuff, and it had that kind of passion of the kind of nineties where people were going crazy again, and you really like, felt a, a fire, watching a fire ignite. Literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is like the breakcore gives me wood kind of era, right? Like totally, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. for sure. For people sure. were nuts to music they couldn't even dance to. It was crazy. <laughs> dance like you're selling nails, mate. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, for sure. um, so many. Yeah, so it was many an era films. when like a lot of lot of parties were having hardcore in the in the second room and not really financing it very well and like there wasn't a good sound system for us and things like that i and think that was that was, was like, more towards the end wasn't it really yeah was, yeah but it was it was a difficult time it was but some good stuff did come out of it one of the good things that came out in this era for many people is horizon you like to give a shout to fucking worm absolutely chris worm big Worm's love fucking Big passion, man. Big guy with a big heart. Fucking. And I'll let you speak on this, Sean, because you were fucking there all the time and you're tight as fuck with that crew. What a, what a fucking thing he's done there. I mean, it went a bit more towards the happy hardcore side at some point, but it's undeniable that it's held uh, a legacy in the Northwest, in Liverpool and Birkenhead for, for hardcore techno. Undeniable. Well, yeah, and I, I'm very grateful that they welcomed me in as they did because um, I was up there all the time um, yeah. and for the main reasons that they're a bunch of good guys put on really good parties and their hearts in the right place do you know what I mean um, uh, always treated me well all of them all of um, girls and the boys do you know what I mean it's like it's good to get such a good a good mix of, of the two because it wasn't just all boys it was girl presence too yeah um and thoroughly looked after put on really good parties and yeah worm did i mean he was he was good i mean but i mean to be better honest with you to be to put on a good to put on good parties you have to be on it um and i've kind of realized over time that um the guys the guys the good parties the, the the promoters are all built of the same kind of stuff you know what i mean and He's definitely one of one of those guys up there for me, and still is uh, as a promoter. Um, sure, you know what I mean, absolutely. I, I can't say anymore. A real want to do it. A real want to do it. Yeah, for yeah. real. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not an easy job. When the odds when the odds are when the odds are stacked against you, and you yeah. see it so often, yeah, no, and you see it absolutely. Real, you know I mean, well, it was totally, man. Fucking right on. Pete Tong, he he found a way. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, so yes, I'm forever grateful for for them welcoming as they did and and i had some really good times there big up um, man yeah and and fucking birkenhead what what an, a niche little city for so much talent in terms of djs to come out of right well this is it gary I mean, give, uh, gary give. give tuggy liam versatile fucking there's so many people that came I mean, out of there tuggy. that are fucking bangers mate like fucking pure talents yeah so i just, mean i met tuggy when yeah, he proper passion man like really yeah. passionate people you know really. what i mean and and he kind of when I was when I used to travel that far, he kind of took me back to his house, so I had somewhere to stay to catch the train back home the next day. Do you know what I mean? It's like properly, properly looked after so far away. And but it's yeah, crazy. they're passionate and a good, it's good, good. Um, yes, a good group of people of talent, and so that yeah. kind of helps. That helps. I, re I remember coming out of a club in Birkenhead, walking out at whatever time it was, two o'clock or four o'clock in the morning or whatever. 
and looked up the high street or whatever it was, and there were just people fighting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just a normal night. No, no. I was like, what is this? And there was just like people just like oh, all man, over the oh, street, what? and then people hanging out of chicken <laughs> and stuff like that. Bedlam. Oh. The war zone. It's like Lebanon or something, Beirut. So shout, shout to Worm, shout to Birkenhead, man. Fucking right. yeah, all, the, all the Birkenhead soldiers, important, man, every single one. Part, totally. part of UK hardcore history, yeah. man. Yeah, and, I mean, totally. not just as well. They, kept, they kept, the fire, kept the fire burning, like, probably. Totally. How much That's those, those guys used to travel was, man. as well. Yeah, and, yeah everywhere. And, and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing as well. Like we were saying about 2004, hardcore started dying, but Worm was one of the people, he came in that era and he filled that gap and really tried his best to keep things going in that in that era. So, yeah, big up, big up. And Bombhead's in the chat as well. I like that, Bombhead, lads. I hope he's not naked. Me and him have been threatening to get naked all week, in it, Bomb? But uh, sorry, mate. Sorry. Just a couple of t-shirt changes, mate. It's all I could muster, man. Not drinking enough alcohol, boss. I, I, I apologise profusely, mate. Seriously. <laughs> awesome. Uh, also notable shout to uh, Totally Lost It in this era. They did a lot in the Northwest. Uh, reached out, well, Ant reached out to Jay for some flyers, but he didn't get anything over, so I haven't got any flyers to show. But yeah, there's a lot of people from Manchester got into hardcore via the Happy Hardcore route through through totally lost it, yeah. right? It, yeah, and I played a few. I played a few of those for sure, man. He, 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 again, he like tried as hard as he could in the place where he was, and you know he had a few successes. And props to him, man. Totally. Yeah. What else happened in this era? Uh, we had Glade Festival Got started. The up. weekend, the weekenders, HGIB in the sun. Yeah. 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 I started. Yeah. I've done. I've done so Can many we weird. I've done so many. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's coming, Joe. <laughs> did, did, did you manage to scan your suntan pictures? Oh fucking hell, man! I know I didn't know. No, no, I didn't. You, you, you just you just mentioned weekenders, didn't you? I missed that, yeah. but didn't miss that. Yeah, okay, all so right. Yeah, depends where you want to go with that. But yeah, you for sure. But again, like that same era, like sort of talking about two thousand and seven. I was fully in the heart of Europe for a long time but yeah things like glade festival and that started to show their face in uk so it was like an alternate face of uk starting to possibly yeah. bubble again that was like yeah. oh fucking hell a uk gig that like looks like it means it and oh, that's interesting okay yeah. that's different yeah, glade, that glade was, was amazing and it was riding off the back of that idea of great core hardcore everything was smushed together you had people like vexed playing apex twin play like, that's what i said bring a bit of bringing a bit of bringing a bit of belgium bringing a bit of that here you know yeah. but sort of making yeah putting it in that festival thing it was yeah like a an offshoot of the weird part of glastonbury to a degree but was well glade is a part of the the, the glastonbury yeah, festival yeah, anyway yeah. so it literally was the offshoot of just the freaks and yeah fucking hell that just legitimized us all and yeah like again yeah. square pusher did play and you know apex probably did and loads of luminaries actually fucking hell man yeah me and me and Mike Technos played after Venetian Snares and the like big techno thing last last set and that was that was amazing insane that was amazing I was there that was amazing I I remember <laughs> I was astral <laughs> I, I remember like when we got there it rained so hard dude it was it was like a mud fest oh, and some, I remember is that the one that was cancelled halfway through uh, is Fucking, this the one where yeah it got we got we got cancelled. 
we got cancelled, but we couldn't leave because we were surrounded by three feet of water. It's like, yeah, you couldn't just, get out, could you? You can't leave. Let's just consume everything. Let's just go out. That's you had carrier bags taped around your legs, Greg, and I had to burn them off yes. with a lighter when you were yeah, asleep. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> not, not only that, Ash Schemo gave me a, a sugar cube when we, when, we, when we got to the site. And I was like, so I was like, what the fuck's in this? And then he told me what was in it. You can guess what was in the in the sugar cube, right? And then I, and then it started pouring, and then I realised I had to put my tent up. <laughs> it didn't so, happen. I'm trying to put trying to put my tent up, coming up on acid hard. I'm trying to I'm trying, <laughs> trying to beat the peak here as it's pouring down with being like Tesco bags tied around my legs. Mate, I mean, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Yeah, that's next yeah. level, brother. Glad yeah. you made it, mate. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> Test of strength, man. Fuck oh, me, man. I need to... I've got a correction. I think we called out uh, 2004 times like these. Uh, I think it was 2006, but yeah. Oh, all right. Fuck it. It. Sorry. Don't say go sorry. All sorry. right, again, that, that blurry two, three years. Yeah, But yeah, again, yeah. yeah, sort of same year. Uh, Hell's Basement by TOA, which is also probably the second crossbeat track, which does the slowdown, you know, that yeah. fucking... That's mental. I put that on the Operation Obliterate CD for Audiogenic, and that was full on. This is industrial. Let's go mental with a little bit of breakcore <laughs> at the end. <laughs> so, yeah. We've got Bang Face around the yeah, time. Bang well, yeah, Bang Face exactly. in 2003 yeah, then, as well. And there you go. Then that's just another wave of, oh, fucking hell, look now, look at that. Whoa, what's that? So Bang Face changed it again, didn't it? Because they went back to the old roots of having everything, everything. in one night, in one room. Exactly. And it had been a long no, time. No split, just done. everything. Jungle guy then, like breakcore guy, fucking yeah. kick drum guy. Yeah. And it's exactly what we needed because everything set guy, yeah, it was split and splintered. For sure. Yeah, in Mike Technos' words, big fuck off rave. That's, yeah. that's what it <laughs> It really yeah. was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, full on. Um, we got uh, Rigor Mortis started in 2006. Rigor Mortis, I think they well deserve a shout for the simple fact that they represent the extreme end of hardcore within the scene. Uh, got a bunch of flyers here. Uh, boom, 2006 Rigor Mortis, based primarily out of the unit in Nottingham. Rarely that would you hear a set under 200 BPM at Rigor Mortis, and as much as they polarize opinions in their approach sometimes you can't not give them a shout and has anybody played at that venue it's fucking well what it used to be the unit fucking crazy i don't know if shane's still got that now no shane hasn't got it anymore no i never crazy place i know ian's in the chat he's a regular about rigor mortis was their dance with the claw yeah just like a yeah like a yeah madness uh, they're still going and they, they did yes yeah, the guys all come out of that they, you know, they're still you know they were really passionate about their scene and you know they're some good guys that come out of that so we did a night with them yeah, he just came up right in time as well yeah i nothing but respect for them they stuck true to their values shane's good guy really dedicated to what he's doing and uh yeah like i say terror speedcore there you boys um they did yeah danny crash is saying blueprint in knots they did the blueprint yeah but they did the unit as well which was uh uh i think shane held the lease on a unit on an industrial estate and they did speedcore and uh and terror there so that was also going on in that area and still to this day so shout out to shane and the crew 
Again, yes, yeah, some good how people long, came so, out. How long that, when did that come oh, out? Crazy. 2006. Really, I thought it was before then. You know, I'm 2006. So you have got people like UKTM came out of there. Um, uh, the Reaper went on to do lots of things in Europe as well. It's it's slightly on the edge of our world, if you like, as far as sure. But every world, well, every world has it. Every world has its extremes, yeah. doesn't it? And we got we got to that point where that much of a scene going near a bit created extremes. I was just thinking, okay, you're talking about 2006. Yeah. Well, you know, we got. We had we talked about a ball rolling back from 1992. So if you go from then to then, just that, you know, that's like what eight, six, only 14 years. That's like how much evolution in that space. Yeah, what the fuck yeah. went on there? Really? We, me and Simon started out going fucking. Up. We're the only kick drum guys. Oh my god, let's just play together <laughs> and fucking fight them all, man. Let's do it. <laughs> I've been certain DJs say you'll never fucking make a career out of playing that stupid kick drum music. You won't last fucking five gigs. We got told that. Yeah. Okay. Obviously about that, didn't we? <laughs> but so, but then you see, then you loop on forward. You see how much it, you know, it might have been an underground thing, but fucking hell, those that really took to it in UK, fucking gripped on. Yeah, but it. they're still listening gripped to it thirty years later. You look at exactly. The there the you chat, go. It's like you know? actual full scale history, man. Full on. It's you know, that's that's a long time. That's not a fad. Yeah, exactly. You know. Okay, so it, boggles, to, it does. It boggles the mind, those dude. Guys, man. Shouts to Shane and the crew. So Early. around 2007, we had this new branding, this new thing. We were called industrial all of a sudden. Well, hey, well they, they, that's, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. The European well, influence. Well, like, yeah, we, we suddenly got this tag, and UK hardcore fell under that tag. Everything that wasn't French core yeah, or yeah. Millennium, or it, it, it was everything that was the darker sounds fell yeah. under the industrial hardcore. Dark, 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 dark and crunchy or kick drums with breakbeats yeah <laughs> yes, exactly. equals equals industrial 2000 but actually just take them and then bend those parameters any which way you want essentially do what you fucking like again well hey <laughs> that's all right isn't it 2007 industrial let's play some but industrial. Two, five, two, 2007 in europe was fucking yeah. strong man that was i played a thunderdome that year that was fucking signal 2007 that fucking i felt something that year seriously a lot of people do Although, yeah, again, that was there, not here, you know. Do it. Something industrial. Tim Psycho. Oh, go, 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 get in. Thank <laughs> you. 
Greg, oh he's gone. Greg, we've passed a hundred likes on the YouTube. That means we have to have shots. Oh, I didn't bring any shots. That's six beers. I finally turn into what they've always said <laughs> I was going to turn into: a maniac, a psycho killer, a psycho killer, a psycho killer, a psycho killer, a psycho killer. And so, industrial, Dude. industrial. Shout out to Ian Penson who's leaving. Also, shout out to Sarah Kirby. Sorry we didn't go through the Impact stuff, but yeah, Impact 2002. Big up for that. Um, yeah, industrial. Like, we're, yeah, we're absolutely, industrial yeah. All of that too, totally. We're kind of now in 2004 to 2009. We did that. We're rapidly approaching 2010. Um the only thing that really happened notably towards the end of this that I recall is obviously the ongoing parties from aforementioned Dark Side, Oblivion, blah, blah, blah. We had HTID in the sun. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much it until we get into like 2008 when, 2009, when Boomtown starts. Boomtown wow. is obviously... Yeah, Boomtown fucking hell, wow. Yeah, and Boomtown's... Big, I think I, I think I played them from thing. the from the third edition. I think I played from the third edition. I'm pretty pretty clear that on that. The, uh, what was it called? Was that the um, junkyard? Junkyard. Yeah, it? scrapyard. Yeah, scrapyard. Scrap that's it. That's yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a, that was serious. Shout, shout to Nick Waxy. Fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah that was that was an experience when that was booming before we had these sound restrictions totally annihilate us. That thing was mental. Oh yeah. <laughs> So what, yeah, you're talking there? Yeah, that's like, yeah, what, 2009? Yeah, that would be eight, nine. I remember nine. going to the first or second one and it was fucking huge and I haven't been since and now the pictures I see, it's just like, what the fuck? They've just like created another dimension. Free, <laughs> <laughs> free extra. Yeah, it's insane, man. Properly otherworldly. Create a whole... Dean Walsh uh, is giving a shout to fab- HDID in the sun. Yeah, that's the one. That. Yeah. yeah, right. Got, yeah, it's got to be done. <laughs> Again, H- can we not talk about that, please? I'm surprised you can remember that. <laughs> the thing is, like, I mean, the thing we, we things like HTID in the sun and those weekenders—that's a different podcast, isn't it? 
Next year then, Ty. Yeah. Uh, so the next year, yeah. <laughs> I'm not far off, mind you. I'm not far off. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Boomtown is carry, kind of carrying the festival torch for for hardcore at the moment. Um, you've got other things that have other events that have come up within more recent years. I guess we're in we're talking 2010 to 2021 now. We're nearing the end oh! of the journey. And yeah, we are, man. Uh, I haven't got I haven't every- long left either. So it's, yeah, this is an encapsulation now of where are we at. Yeah, well, where, 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 where are we at? Where are we at? The last ten years is kind of a great of, question. I, I tell you what has happened in the last ten years. Well, we all spread out. It's well, spread out. Man. Everything's come kind of a little bit full circle in that a lot of the UK people are exported now or being exported more regularly. So the, yeah. the UK sound, like yeah. the UK hardcore thing, is actually become. A thing in itself, like you'd look at the situation. I live here now in Europe. You, sure. you, you and Greg. Well, Greg lives in Europe too. Yeah. Um, you're both on Prospect, and Prospect is run by Gareth, who, by the way, is from the UK. I've, I've been frequently <laughs> in. I've, I've, I've really been like going going in and out of Europe, hardcore for like fucking twenty three years now. I since ninety eight, really, with Manu, like the French invasion before I even got to Belgium or Holland. I was like yeah, north, yeah. south, east, to west of France. So I don't Europe I don't definitely knew, but but no, it's just like the, it's as you like... see, it sort of it fanned out, didn't it? And it spread out, and our music became validated, and then the world cottoned onto it. And yeah, we got onto those bigger labels that validated our sound even more than other artists got into it. it it escalated to the degree where it is a recognised genre in its own right, and that's that's bonkers, man. And that started that, itself in that's 2010. You did the first release on Prospect Extreme, which was the For start sure. of the hardcore, the UK hardcore sound being, I don't know, uh, fucking more. I like think that was almost like a, an, a next you know? phase, isn't it, of its yeah. actual like yeah existence. It's it's made actual by another label, not in UK even, and. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude. And it was. But that, then you, was... Had, you, had the, you had European kind of, you know, uh, twists on it. So then it gets weirder again. And actually, it's that's all we ever wanted, man, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. It's turned it into that, kind of. There was that DefCon a few years ago, wasn't there? Where it was like there was me, you, Mike, Ash. I can't remember. There was a load. There was Cobby, Fury. Fury. It was like a UK invasion in in the Netherlands. Yeah. You know. Amazing, and that's yeah, totally, and that's amazing. That's like wow, look what happened. And there are people that you know that that over here and around Europe and stuff that just love the UK sound. That UK, but but us as musicians, we fucking mean it. You know, we meant it back then. We've always meant it because we want to vibe off it. We know what we know what a club looks like when it vibes, and we felt that from right back then. We know how it resonates, so it's. It's intrinsic now. See, so just to see it leak out like that is, yeah, that, you know, it's like that mix of ultra violence with absolute euphoria. That to me is UK hardcore, man. Like Greg yeah. follows kind of where I wanted. It, it's, it's all of that. And you get the variance within and look at it. It's, that is mental. You know, I always wanted just to, back in the day, I just strived to have a set where you could have a set of just, you know, kick drum trucks with breakbeats in. That was really kind of hard to achieve for a long, long time. Now, now it's yeah, it's like fucking the music we always wanted and didn't know it was coming, man. It is yeah, so yeah. in that regard. The scene might have died, but the music 
fucking uh, people, are, people in the chat are saying we've missed some key events like well, yeah, it's bound to happen it's bound mind. to happen because like, you know i'm really sorry yeah. dudes, but i've got i've got to jump ship in nine minutes and that's the whole fucking fact of it so we're bound to miss in 30 years there's bound to going to be moments our rotting brains are going to miss out <laughs> for sure dude <laughs> know it man let's keep it real here totally. around the bush lucas oh yeah you know <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Luke, and don't play the music this time, man. Come on. No. <laughs> uh, so, as, in terms of the UK, though, um, we haven't forgotten about the UK. Of course, there's things I've Of course, there's... And, we don't, and, we made lists, guys, honest. We've pulled over these lists, so there's going to be shit we just fucking bombed out. There is going to be some stuff. But in terms of the UK and events, there's still stuff going on. Another shout we need to make is Soldiers of Core. They're doing events in the UK, Respect. in Manchester regular doing solid Absolute. lineups totally. day big i mean we haven't we haven't even talked about the bristol scene man like how big the bristol scene is and how strong that's been over the last yeah, 10 years bristol been an absolute sustainer yeah for completely. all for all the undergrounds that no one else cares about and like continually <laughs> even when it had no venues it still did it no one else yeah. no I mean, one else in uk does that. the black swan right totally shouts the black swan shouts the mountain while it was there just all yeah. those crews Fucking hell, shout to Fash, all of these guys, Ash about to do the fuck off rave. All, there is survivors there that are they were they're a non dying breed in Bristol, man. So yeah. watch if this if space. They run out of it's, venues, they'd find like, it, yeah. they'd create a new one in Bristol. Me living in Bath me living in yeah. Bath and Bristol being my first launch pad, you know, there's nothing here in Bath because it's kind of just a pretty museum, but everything was going on in Bristol and for as long as I can remember, it's been up, down, up, down, up, down. So it might have a down, but don't worry about it, because it's Bristol, man. <laughs> so outside of that it's yeah we we wait to see what happens there for sure but you know black swan got knocked down it's now been rebuilt so there is there's that there mike from blue mountain found another place that's there they're ready to do bigger stuff when this nonsense is over guys yeah. believe so who knows mm. i'm just going to prepare this so that if you leave at 11 i can carry yeah. on talking because we normally do a q a at the end so just bear with me a second uh, i'm going to play right. a bit of music while just for a couple of minutes while I just yeah, sort I this. Yeah, I need a break. Your, yeah. Yeah, sorry, you, need a, you need a yeah, break for a Well, I'm going to play a tune that I've skipped, Bikes Drum, because somebody wanted this before. If they're all going for a break, so I just like say I love you all now and just like no, fuck off? No, because I, I, need to, I need to set oh. it up so that when you leave, it doesn't break. Yeah, you, you see? You've got another okay, all right, there. okay. So we'll have the break. You can get rid of me and then non-break it. Yeah. Okay, all right, let's yeah. do that. Awesome. All right, guys, I love you all. Out. Can you still hear me, Joe? Can you still hear me? Can you still hear me? Oh, 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 oh,
So, we come to the end of our journey with Luke anyway. Lucas? Thank you very much for once again putting up with my bullshit internet. I love you all. (laughs) (laughs) Hope it's been been an eye-opener to some degree. Hope we didn't uh, talk over each other and I was totally audible and not distorted throughout the whole episode. So, (laughs) as long as that was a thing, then we're all right, aren't we? Yeah, all good. All good. It's a pleasure having you on, Luke. Great having, Thank great you, being man. here. Great seeing all of you. I love you all. I miss you all. Let's press flash as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, man. Defo, love you, Luke. This is a nice one. Out. Cheers. Peace, bro. See you later, mate. Peace. All right. So, meet your mic, Luke. He's gone. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> So I've switched to emergency cam. This is uh, so that we can allow for Luke not being there. I guess I can switch my camera as well. Sorry about this chat, but you have to deal with it for a minute. Um, We're opening for questions now, by the way. Uh, I think we've pretty much covered up to present day with regards to hardcore. So... We're opening for questions for the chat. So questions for Scorpio, questions for Dolphin, questions for Ribs, who in his lovely fluffy chair, or me. Um, Just switch my camera to that. And... Okay, you should be able to see me now. Yeah, we go. Awesome. I'm going to kick Luke. Remove... All right, cool. Right, so we're we're in uh, questions and answers now. So any questions from the chat? John Pert says, how did the first back-to-back Scorpion producer set come about, Sean? That's Sean, Uh, Simon. (laughs) 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 Come on, Sean, how did it come about? I was pimping him out. Discussing this the other night, we were we were trying to think like we know it was on one of the Dance Planet flyers, but we're not actually sure whether there was a time before that. But we actually did a back to back as well because quite a lot of the Dance Planets um, had a had a, um, uh, uh, a habit of not everybody turning up, so you'd end up playing more than once in the same night. So we're 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 sort of half her into did it happen before, but the first official one I think was sort of. Uh, detonator five or six, so uh, down at Cornwall Coliseum. That was the first one that we that we could find was built. So, so it was a New Year's Eve, and uh, yeah, we did it there. But we 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 were playing both playing the back room um, a lot there, and uh, 
So we've sort of got an inkling that it might have happened as a as an impromptu one beforehand, and then it then it happened for real afterwards. So yeah, Dance Planet was the first one. Okay, I've got a question for you, Sean. What's your most memorable yeah. moment as an MC? What which which stage did you stand on and went fuck, fuck? What 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 when was that? bloody hell um <clears throat> okay I, I think if anything there's, there's going to be a memory of a universe party i don't know how old you might have been when i did that i can't remember i think it might have been um tribal gathering it might be tribal gathering party and they basically had this stage set set up where you walked down the middle and then you had people either side and at the front so you're like literally in the in the, in the middle of the crowd and I think um, that for me would have been an immense, immense, um, uh, yeah, that would have been an immense feeling. But I mean, at, at that point, I'd done quite a lot of parties, but that would have been one of the big ones for me. What year was that then? <laughs> no, you're I, was in, I was in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know, I'm actually going to be something like... I'm having to refer to my slides. I think it would be something like 96. 96. Yeah, because they stepped up. They just kept on getting better and better and bigger and better and trying out the Is that when they did the, loot, the, the looting one, Sean? Oh, uh, no, it would have been... Um, it was definitely uh, Warminster. Well, tribal they, gathering with Mark Spoon and that that night. Yeah, they, yeah. they split. Then they had the whole demonic. They had this whole shamanic speech, and I, that's when I introduced Apology. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I got given some serious props back then. You know what I mean? Introducing Prodigy and Bookham and Comrade and all this kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. I was your main host for the night, and then I just had to introduce all these other people, and then I'd fill in the gaps. Because uh, no, most MCs didn't like MC into 4-4. Uh, yeah. Whereas I loved my 4-4. They liked the breakbeat and stuff because they could do lyrics and whatnot. They didn't quite know what to do with a 4-4 beat. Yeah. Uh, for me, Sean, you, you were always like, like I used to love Pokemon Conrad. And for me, you were always like my the comrade of hardcore for me. Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? You like just had this kind of like chilled flow that just kind of, for me, it was like, it was, it was like the perfect like icing on the cake you know what i mean he yeah. was a courier for your journey wasn't he yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it oh. wasn't you were never too much it was never too in your face it wasn't like like crazy blurry drunky people just trying to scream on the mic it just had this beautiful flow that for me like hardcore is is hard but it's always had this kind of vibe and you complement that vibe and that's what makes it so awesome yeah. i think yeah thank you yeah. thank you i mean i i did i, I did relax into it i mean Thank you. I, I can't say much more, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, you're lovely, you're lovely, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I've got someone on there saying that they've asked me, they've asked me like a question like, why I wasn't on most, I didn't hear much from me from like 2004. I don't even think I can remember back that far um, as to why. But I mean, I, kept, I keep myself busy. Do you know what I mean? If, if things slow down in one area, I'm busy somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Do what you want to do, Sean. 
Yeah, exactly. Another question for you, Sean. What's your what's your secret to eternal youth? <laughs> well, I saw that question. Wait there, I'm gonna show you. Is it coconut oil? Mr. Tones, yeah? Yeah, man. Right, Mr. Tones. This is it. What is it? Coconut I can't. oil. I knew it was gonna be coconut <laughs> oil. <laughs> Every day. Every day awesome. since I since I was this high. There you go. And get yourself lubed up, mate. You need to send him a jar. Send him a jar. <laughs> <laughs> so many uses for coconut oil, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, <laughs> I keep it on my desk. Do you know what I mean? So the yeah. first, the first sign of dryness is out. Uh, <laughs> uh, John Pert saying, "Do you think it was better when you had different styles in one room, like the techno room with hardcore, trance, and acid techno, or one room, one style?" Oh, difficult question. I'm yeah, all for mixing I, it up. To I, I, I think mix nice it to have up that journey too. where it where it flows and changes. And yeah, you, and it's like, nice to listen to other styles because you know if you if you if you just get one ram down your throat, you know you want yeah. to listen to stuff and go fucking out. What's that? You want to be shocked and surprised. I got a good example of of that in more recent years, and admittedly, it was all hardcore. But you know when we did the uh, the Narnia night for Emma. Yeah. Th yeah. That was that was like all of the UK crews coming together, but it was all the different styles of hardcore and it held the room all night all and night. it was it fucking yeah i want to do more of that again so uh yeah the keep your eye is, open the thing that. is with 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 the, with the genres now there's so much of it you can do a whole night of a genre and it can change all night yeah yeah there's so Good much point. of yeah. it do you know what i mean uh, the, the, the only problem I, I see and the thing is you, you kind of put your sensible head on the only problem i see nowadays is that if someone don't like something, they're not hanging around for an hour. That's that's the festival curse, isn't it? Yeah, you know it's like I mean? we, we've got so much that you can go and see. If they don't like it, they'll just fuck off they straight away leave. and go somewhere nice else. If they just beer, took it, took the rough with the smooth, you know what I mean? The peaks and the trot. Gave it a chance. A whole lot. Uh, but they don't do that now. So they'll leave yeah. and go and do something else. And you've lost half your crowd then, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, thanks to Cam saying, Joe, check your scene. Yeah, I fucked up there. Sorry about that. Because I've been, because Luke decided he had to leave at 11. I had to fucking bodge the, this scene together. Um, <laughs> what what happened to Squidgy B, says Dean Orman? Squidgy B is still Squidgy, Squidgy B. B. Yeah, yeah. Just, shout to Jason, man. If you could see through my window, he lives just down there on the right. Send some love, Si. I will do. Um, any more questions in the chat for anybody? Someone saying, first time I met Greg at Hysteria Northgate Arena Chester. After his set, I asked if I could have a quick flick through his record box. Fucker looked at me like oh, I'd God. asked him to borrow 15k. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a look through your record box, mate? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, come on, there's 94 people in the chat, man. It's Type your words. Let's, let's see what you got. I think they're out of questions because they know us. They know they know the whole lot already. Do you know what I mean? What was the last rave that you hosted, Ribs? Oh, bloody hell. Um, no, uh, the last rave I well, I haven't chapel, been out to host any raves as such. Do you know what I mean? I've I've hosted a couple of virtual parties and my my next rave 
is uh, on April the 20, no, June the 26th, which okay. is the Saturday after they beat the lockdown. So that's the, that's getting in quick. We didn't, we didn't give a shout to, after that. we didn't give a shout to Chapel actually. Chapel's been running for the last three years and doing some good little parties. So shout to Ali. Big up man. Lots of passion. Uh, okay. There you go. So that would have been my last proper hardcore rave would have been a Chapel of Chaos. Yeah, um, that would have been uh, my last hardcore rave. Outside of that, it's mainly like house, tech house, or techno nowadays. Uh, John Pert said, and he was at Narnia, Joe. Yeah, go on. It was Narnia was a good one, man. Uh, John, John Pert says, "How does it feel to have the DJs you grew up listening to on your shows and book them for your events?" Honestly, I feel honoured. I feel honoured to hold these guys in in a, a regard as friends. Uh, if you look back through the stories that we tell and through my history, I grew up with these guys as my heroes and to have these guys as my friends now is like, it's beyond words. So, uh, yeah, that, that's the answer to that question. Uh, question for Greg, it, even after all these years of being a DJ, is there an event you've still got on your bucket list? Um, I think the only one really, cause I, like, I guess Thunderdome was the big one. Um, but yeah, I guess the only one really on my list now, I guess, is is Club Raw. That's the only only one of the really famous ones or the ones that I've kind of always thought I'd really love to play that. Where's Club yeah. Raw? Um, so, uh, I, I'm Holland, Paris, <laughs> Paris that, yeah. So yeah, it's P90. Here, yeah. P90. Yeah. There's an interesting Holland. question from Kim, um, from Kimchi, actually. It says, serious question. It says, how did the UK hardcore scene deal with like fascists or the kind of like, I guess, kind of more right wing elements within their ranks? Was it a problem in the early years or later? Because in Germany, it was a problem and it partly still is. Um, I, I but we didn't really have that, did we? In no. the UK? We didn't I think really the main problem of... was it was football hooligans more than racism, right? That was one of the one of the earlier problems. Because uh, you, you mean? No, abroad. in the UK, because you weren't allowed to wear football in tops to a lot of raves. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only, the only... I, I don't remember ever, ever being a strong strong uh, that's that's why you got into it was because it wasn't that sort yeah. of yeah yeah it was yeah well sean did you ever experience like anything from... like that well uh, no no i didn't um <clears throat> not not in not in any of our parties uh, yeah but i don't know i can't honestly say i ever i did that's a good point i'm just trying to remember because there wasn't there was a spout of skinheads and stuff but it weren't that was it just Antones. I think it might have been just one of those appearance. It, yeah. They appeared mm. that way, but they weren't it, actually it, that It way. got tarred with that brush, didn't it? You know, there was a lot of it, and they didn't even realise, you know, you got the, the lofty Daily Star incident. You remember that article in the fucking mag in the newspaper? Was it in the Star or something? Nazi Gabba Hell or something like that? Yeah, the, and, the and we're talking about DJ, DJ Lofgruber. Like, <laughs> fuck off, mate. What the fuck? Yeah. Do <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't remember any. To be honest, it's like you know, and and, and how how could you, you you know you can't even say that. Look at look at the people in the scene. You know, you've got you've got Lofty, you've got H, you've got Sean. There's there there were so many integral parts of our scene that you know you don't. You, you it wasn't ever an issue. I don't think. No, you know, it wasn't, no. not that I not that I ever no. saw. 
no. that you know right the way through i don't think that that that's what made the rave scene different it wasn't it wasn't about you know who you were what color you were where you were from how much money you had or anything. i got more just... racism off an oap walking down the fucking high street <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow yeah, yeah. It's interesting well, the contrast though with germany and, and the netherlands and stuff where it's it's been a bit more of a problem over I, the... I think the uk scene's quite unique in that though it's it's built off the back of like the rave scene and the acid house scene it's it's a completely different background it's 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 built it's off from... and the misfits that didn't fit yeah. anywhere else and they all became friends yeah so yeah that's why i got into that's why i got into acid house period because of their the mixture i mean i grew up in a sound system culture and it is predominantly black do you know what i mean yeah and so you didn't get that you had like one or two white people in it as such and then acid house came about and then i was just like right check out that that is proper multicultural i'm going yeah. there so yeah. that's why that's why I gravitated in that direction. Good question, man. Yeah. Um, da, 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 for, uh, for everyone saying "fuck the Daily Star," yeah, shout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what made what made Ribs become an MC? Uh, well, I actually wanted to be a DJ, and it you are was, a DJ. Yeah. You are a DJ. You're a I good DJ. DJ. Well, initially, <laughs> I started out as a, I was a DJ, and then I got then the the rave thing. I got into the rave thing, but I kind of fell into the MC thing on a top level. I mean, I kind of got into MCing at the top from the very beginning, so I didn't have to work up. And um, and, and I enjoyed it, basically. And then, uh, I, I mean, like I, I, I've been scouting through and some people are going out saying that I should give shouts out to Robbie D, which I am I always give shout out to Robbie D because it's him that gave me the mic, do you know what I mean, when mm -hmm. I went on the stage at that point. Um, so, but I, it just it just made more sense at that point because there's so many jobs just to stay as an MC. So mm. I did. And so that's that's why I did. Um, any other questions? Good ones. Um, according to his Raven Eye interview, Rib started MCing because an MC didn't turn up and he was DJ at the time. Wasn't that when we were talking about fucking Easy before? Oh uh, no, and that was uh, I got no, no, yeah. I didn't. That that wasn't why I got into MC. And I, I think you might have, but I, I don't, I've got to check the Raven Eye because I might have that. But the the reasons why uh, how I got to MC was because if you really want to know, do you know what I mean? It was a New Year's Eve, yeah, and I, I was I was in a I got fucked over by somebody, and uh, I was in a bad way. I had six pills in my pocket, do you know what I mean? And I had a backstage pass. So I went on stage, popped the pill, stole the mic. <laughs> yes, me. Yes, me. <laughs> My man. So, so, so that's that's how it happened. But it turned out that I did such a good job that Fantasia and all those people wanted me to come back and do more. So, okay, now, mate, six pills. Here we go. Fucking easy. <laughs> good shit, man. So, um, so, that, so that's that how was just happened. the start of the night, Jake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just getting warm. Six drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah that's, that, that answered your question. Sorry, mum. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time. It was a long time ago. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> Right, we're going to do a couple more questions and then we're going to wrap up. So uh, get them in the chat now. Uh, Greg, are some of your hard trance sets at Steam and Skelter are legendary? Do you still play it? Um, no, not what like nineties hard trance. No, no, I don't. All my vinyls still at my mum's in Wales, and yeah, if I 
Oh, don't oh, tell right. Leighton that. He'll go and fucking have it. One day I'm going to get the vinyl collection over here and then we'll, we'll see. But um, yeah, it's still nice. Like I played, I did that four hour set at, at Worm and played everything right across the board and stuff. So it was nice to, you know, dig out some different kinds of tunes and stuff. But, but yeah, it's kind of, yeah, 90s trance is 90s trance now, and it's only when you're really doing kind of old-school tribute type things that you'll dig stuff like that out, I think. Yeah. Question for all, where do you see the future of the scene going? Ooh, that's a big question. Is yeah. it a big question that's difficult to answer? I think we're all on a slightly well, Greg and I are on a similar trajectory, yeah. but but you guys are, are on a slightly different trajectory in itself. I think the the UK scene, I think, needs a kick up the ass. I'm hoping that the um, post apocalypse, the, the post, yeah, I'm ho- I'm hoping I'm hoping that the post apocalypse is kind, and we don't see what we've seen in the past, especially in the UK, with a lot of people trying to run nights. And not doing it very well, oversaturating the market and therefore not succeeding and lots of people losing lots of money and ending in a dip. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, I've certainly got some ideas for the UK that I would like to execute. Uh, We've got the big oblivion thing coming up and hopefully some other things as well. So I'm staying positive for that. And as far as the worldwide scene, it's not going anywhere. It's going forward. Uh, I think if anything, hardcore music's uh, stretching its legs now uh, especially after this p- break period where a lot of producers have gone away and started making stuff that they wouldn't normally make because they don't need to make it for a dance floor so you're going to see on the back of this is a lot of people coming with a different approach to hardcore music that's my opinion yeah, no, anyway um and i know greg for a fact greg's actually been working on some different stuff so i, I know that you're probably aligned to that greg yeah 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 definitely so i mean i'd be a, a lot of people i know have been doing all sorts of different stuff now it's time to kind of stretch your wings a little bit and um you know just try some interesting stuff see see some see what works um and hopefully you know there's there's a saying that's, that's bang, banging around in business world at the moment that we're not going back to the office we're going forward to the office and hopefully we're going to be going rather than just going back to clubs we're going to go kind of forward into them you know kind of go with a you know a fresh perspective after after clearing the decks and hopefully have a bit more. I know Gareth and, and the Prospect crew are kind of like they're they've cleaned decks as well and they're like we're just going to do the music that we love now. We're not going to pigeonhole ourselves and as long as we think it's great music, we'll we'll release it, and we'll promote it, and you know we'll try and do nights that incorporate that sort of stuff. So hopefully we'll be going into a bit more you know a bit more open mindedness after all this. Sean. Uh, any music in the works? For myself, well, yeah. I've been focusing on techno a lot recently since lockdown. And uh, before the lockdown, I was kind of winding down the hardcore scene anyway, as such. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm moving. I mean, I'm, I'm moving in a techno direction at the moment. I'll be out. I'll be out one or two hardcore gigs, but I think it's time for that for me to move on and leave that alone. Now, there's a couple of other people moving moving in to champion that position. So. Just let them get on with it, I think. We'll but still yeah. drag him 
Yeah, I'll we'll that you, I need to have a chat with you after. Forgot about that. <laughs> and and Simon, we'll you're, you're the Birkenhead boys around. Uh, Simon, you're starting to make more tracks. I think we've got a release coming out with Ant Tones. You got some other stuff coming yeah, out. Got, yeah, yeah. Ant's, Ant's, Ant's given me some schooling. Um, I know. I know he's been speaking to Greg, and Greg's been giving it him. Giving it to Ant, so thanks, Greg, because it's getting passed down. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to play catch up and that, but um, yeah. So Ant's Ant's doing some serious stuff at the moment, and uh, yeah, he's been very forthcoming in his help, so it's been really good. So awesome. uh, yeah, there's um, uh, the the Samurai Way will uh, will hopefully be out in the next few weeks. Really, me and Ant need to after we get this out of the way, put our heads together and get that on a release schedule. So nice. Looking forward to some new I stuff. You played, yeah. I know you played it on the show the other week. Thanks for that, Joe. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Good tune, man. Uh, Fucking good stuff. Yeah. A, posit- a positive outcome to all the shit that we've all been through for the past sort of... 16 months or whatever so. yeah do you know what we'll be fucking fine we did this because we love it not because it's gonna fucking break us because we can't exactly. do it anymore it's not like we're gonna stop doing what yeah. we love so people, uh, people said you wouldn't be doing it 20 years ago so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. nobody listened then no. <laughs> no, exactly it's, it's, it's just it's actually just, it's actually quite good just to see where you guys are at now do you know what i mean after meeting you when you were so young <laughs> you yeah, I mean? yeah 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 Lots of playing over in Europe, and just to see your names on those lineups like, is, you know, yeah. p- puts a big smile on my face. Do you know what I'm oh. saying? No, I, 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 I actually went to Thunderdome last year. Oh, and, sorry, that I, I was I so into, happy. I, Me and Simon were dancing to Greg Sedley. Yeah. I looked up. I was going, and then like literally, I was like, I said Joe on the way in. And then, uh, then, then we were hooked up for your set, and it was quite nice, like, look, just looking at going, fucking hell, look at him here. And, you know, I was buzzing for you, mate. It that was, was amazing, man. I was like, looked up, there's just this sea of people, and then I saw you and Joe, just like <laughs> a, few, a few rows back. Wow. <laughs> was it was good amazing. Times, man. Was fucking good times. Like, yeah. Um, Leighton wow. saying, Leighton Icon saying, I'm coming out of retirement after the lockdown. Any bookings, Joe? First of all, you cheeky cunt. And second of all, yes. <laughs> second of all, yes. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Leighton, bro. I know who you won, and you know why. No worries. I'll sort it. Um, one more question, and then we're going to wrap up. A good one. Come on, come at us, chat. We've still got, still got 70 people watching us on YouTube and about 30 on Facebook too. We've, had, we've held solid numbers all night yeah. tonight. I think we had like 200 people tuned in at one point, which is nice. Any more questions? Really good, yeah, it was really good. It's nice to catch up. We'll have to do it for real soon, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Earliest opportunity, mate. I'm on that. Uh, John Pert saying, listening to you guys over the years has dragged me through tough times. So I'd like to say a massive thank you to you all for it. Oh. Big up, John. Cheers, John. Yeah, John sent me a record actually the other day. I, I, I'm, I foolishly decided that I'm going to try and collect all the Def Chant back catalogue that I haven't got yet, like most of them. So it's going to cost me a fortune. So I told him I was after one, <laughs> and he's like, "I've got that," and he sent it to me for free. It's worth fucking forty euros or some shit. Thanks, John. And he's like, "Oh, thanks for all the Oblivion shows. I really appreciate it." And this is my way to say thanks. Top lad, man. Oh, Respect, John. Prop. Yeah. Um. 
<laughs> best what is the best party this is a good question for the last question what's the best party each of you have played Greg you can go first because I want to think about it <laughs> um, best one in recent memory is probably Thunderdome um, just because it was a, a, a milestone kind of thing you know I've talked about it before but um, but over the years I mean there's so many like the first Skelter and things like that and you know, just, just, yeah, so many amazing moments. But um, yeah, it's it's like saying what's your best film. It's like impossible yeah. to. It's a difficult one for it's me. Too many, it, too many for, good, really good ones that you couldn't actually separate. Yeah. Go, that was the one. So many I can't even remember. <laughs> I think for me, my, for me, my favorite was probably playing at Fuck Parade, the first time mm. I played there. Um, when I started playing on the truck, there was. There was about, we were on the last truck. It was the year before you came to yeah. for the Oblivion one. And I started playing and the guy before me was playing breakcore and we were on the last truck in the line. And if you remember, Fuck Parade's fucking massive. There's like, yeah. like I don't know, 100,000 people there. There was about 20 or 30 people behind the truck when I started. And I started, I'd played a set on another truck further up where I played like Terror and Fast Hardcore. And then I came to the last truck and I started playing Industrial. And... I started playing and on the second track, I looked up and we'd come round a corner and there was about 5,000 people behind the truck. And I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, just like completely mind blown, like almost crying playing. It was that good. So that was mine. That, that was, was mine. I mean, just, just to yeah, follow on from that, that, that year, the year after that, where yeah. we did, uh, we did the, Fuck Oblivion Fuck Parade, yeah. And that was like you just said it. I mean, you just you looked out the truck and there was it's just a sea of people, just of people yeah. behind you, just walking and dancing and stuff like that. And walking then we did around. Japan, yeah. Um, and like Japan was, it was such. Japan a, was also a really good yeah, gig, man. That was, yeah, that was. That was uh, How many crazy people did you get? In Japan? Now you've got it. Yeah, Japan yeah, was we, really small. It was like it was a awesome tiny club, man. but there's like just rammed with really passionate people just losing their fucking brains, like. You wouldn't expect it, man. They were headbanging so hard in front of the decks. I thought their heads were going to come off. They, it was it was insane till six o'clock in the morning. And then, yeah, Kuse playing like a, a proper 90s speedcore set to finish the night off. And everyone went mental. It was yeah. Everyone was so drunk as well. And it was, it was brilliant. Happy oh. times, man. Such a pound cost. Hey, Tom's in the chat. Easy, Tom. Um, what about you, Simon? Best gig? I, I don't know if I could really even separate them. You know, it's it, it'd be insulting to another gig to say I've had so many that have been up there. And, like, I, you know, Sean will know we've stood together and he's looked around and gone, do you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you get what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like to, to turn around and go, no, no one gig. You couldn't separate one gig out of, you know 30 years of parties you know they've all elements you know even the smallest down to the boat party in hcid with fucking 70 people on the boat or whatever has, has got an element that is up there but you know there's others you can't you yeah. can't separate it there's there's too many little stories that go on in the background yeah you know, oh, that, and then, do you get what i mean it's, yeah and then someone says what about that one you're like oh fuck exactly. yeah that one's yeah, the yeah, best yeah. one <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, always I'm people gonna... with better memories than us. <laughs> <laughs> like, or I'm Dean. Not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, yeah. I can't put a um, 
if, if I was going to name any parties, it would have to be like a, a, a sound system party from back in the day. Do you know what I mean? Where I used to have a sound system and I put on my first party with my mates and we had about 500 kids my age playing like, and we were playing like old school hip hop and reggae and soul and all that kind of stuff. So that, if anything, it's going to be the memory for me. But with, outside of that, I can't really name any on the, I'm not going to name any on the road because there are too many. Yeah. yeah. I've had I've had I've had good times at after parties and good times at small clubs, good times at big parties and stuff. So yeah, I'll be the same side. It'd be a bit of a disrespect. I might I feel like I will let someone down. So yeah. Daddy's but, not got a favourite. <laughs> <laughs> he can't remember. That, just basically, I can't remember, whatever. guys. Whatever. whatever, whatever. whatever. <laughs> You've let it out. <laughs> All right, I'm going to close the show. Um, I'd like to say thanks to you guys for coming on. It's a real honor. I know we're friends and all, yeah. but I, I I hold you in high regard. So thanks for thanks for coming on and doing this. We really appreciate it. So big up. And, and um, not just that. I mean, the the scene. We wouldn't be where we are without you guys. You know, absolutely. You're in the frame here. I'm yeah, not, I know, but you know, you know, <laughs> but, I, but you know, and I, I absolutely mean this. You know, you guys have had such an instrumental part in in pulling the scene along, getting people involved in the music, and and you know, the people that are in the chat and listening to this music <clears throat> are here because of you know years of of the stuff we've done. You know, the yeah. encouragement that, that we've kind of hearing hearing you on tapes when they were in school and like being inspired by yeah. you guys you yeah. think about how important that is man you guys man i know the amount of people oh, i used to i i remember that guy plague that um the speaker guy come over from one of the north mm -hmm. he's like oh i used to listen to you and producer when i was walking to school in canada when i was 14 and you're like what, <laughs> you know what I mean? it's like the amount of how how far and wide those tapes got yeah you know man what i mean it's like but yeah. but you know i still sit there and it's you know, like like a, I'll go back to Thunderdome. You know, walking in there and seeing Greg kicking fuck out the place all these years later is 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 you know you you get a you get a bump for you seeing you how far you've gone and oh. you know mate you're not you're 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 prime to take it to to such a next level even where you are now. You know that's the future. Yeah. So, oh, bless you, Sai. Respect, but, you know, we've all, it's it's taken all of us to do this, hasn't it? You oh, know, yeah, we've, yeah, we've yeah, all played yeah. our parts. Everyone's well, it's well, a big it's I'm, a big I'm, ecosystem. I'm, Everyone's got their own role, right? It's, it's, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think I think we need to give props to you, Joe, for um for pulling this together, dude, and all the organizing and. I can't know, take full credit. Lines are right, the fly, I, 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 team. I, it's got very good team I, I, I accept. I accept. I'm not taking all the credit. I accept your flowers, but um, I'm a I'm a team guy. I won't take the credit for myself. Uh, I, I'd like to thank Cam, Greg, obviously, uh, all of the Oblivion crew, Aunt Dean, Ian Pensum, Jed, uh, Greg's sister, Ali, fucking uh, Paul Bonesy, fucking Mr. Wild, uh, Paul Ursa, Booney, Al Twisted, everybody that sent me flyers and content. <laughs> fucking, I've been chasing everybody, mate. And like, that's that's what I kind of do. I'm good at connecting the dots. So, yeah, but you do it very do, well. Well, thank you, thank you very much. But I, I'm, I'm. Golf a, clap, golf 
<laughs> I'm a, a product of everybody else's abilities, honestly. So thank you to everybody else. I won't take all the credit. I refuse. So, but thank you for the flowers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks to everybody for tuning in uh, to yeah. another edition of your favorite show. We haven't got an outro today. There's no something different because Greg didn't do it. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had one um, job. <laughs> I had one job. Um, it's the end of the show. So, Hello. peace out. Thanks, oh, everybody. Love you guys. Thanks, everyone. Peace. peace. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Later.